But every time I, every time I put my foot down and stand up for myself, it's like, we've heard about Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj shut down a photo shoot. Oh my God, no one wants to work with Nicki Minaj. I'm glad you heard. Now, when I come to a photo shoot, let it be of quality. You know why? Because I put quality in what I do. I spend time and I spend energy and I spend effort and I spend everything I have, every fiber of my being to give people quality. So if I turn up to a photo shoot and you had, you got a $50 clothes budget and some sliced pickles on the motherfucking board, you know what? No. I am going to leave. Is that wrong for wanting more for myself, wanting people to treat me with respect? But you know what? Next time they know better. But I had to accept the pickle juice. I would be drinking pickle juice right now. Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I am your host, Solomon Ray. And that was a cute little rendition, a little monologue of Nicki Minaj, I believe it was, she did like a little documentary years ago when she first came out, first album, um, basically kind of pointing out the um, the inequality of how she gets treated as a woman in this music industry versus when a man's doing his shit. So I just thought that was really appropriate because I don't even think I'm going to be able to talk about too much on this podcast. Um, it's a pretty jam-packed podcast. Um, this episode is going to be pretty lengthy, so I wanted to touch bases on the VMAs. I wanted to talk about Nicki Minaj's scientific experience, experience um, experiments that she's conducting on her research with COVID and the vaccine. I wanted to talk about that, but um, <clears throat> I know why you guys are here. I know why you guys are tuned in, so we're just going to get right into it. But before I do... I do want to give a shout out to everybody who's been reviewing this podcast and giving it five stars on Apple Podcasts. The people I would like to thank for leaving a nice review. Let me pull them up real quick. I normally have this already set up. Um, thank you to Liz- Lizzie, Lizzie and Natalie um, and Fernie and Chrissy and tabs for the recent five-star reviews on apple Podcasts. i appreciate you guys and yeah let's just get into it another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So first things first. I'm mama. Miss Ivana. Usually rock the Prada. So as you guys know, I um, just got back. I literally just landed maybe a couple hours ago from Miami. Um, as some of you guys who've been following me, bitch, when I tell you I am dog ass tired, I don't even know how I have the energy and I'm up right now and I still have a lot to do, um, tomorrow, but that's not the purpose of this podcast. We ain't going to talk about that. Let's just get into it. Um, I just really wanted to share my side of things that went on this weekend. Um, and yeah. But before anything, I just wanted to say, um, I definitely want to give a shout out to my assistant, Serena, my stylist, Caesar, and also my dancers and choreographer, 
and everyone who really helped, you know, made sure I put on a really, really good show. And um, because despite everything, I did put on a great show. And yeah. So as some of you guys have known, there's been a little, just a little, a little, um, I don't know what you would want to call it. Just a little, little heat, I guess. A little, little spicy moments that's been going on. Um, my performance didn't go great. And I mean, I did a great job, but there were some technical difficulties. Rob's show didn't go great. My friend, um, Fly King Eye, his show didn't go great. Some other performers' shows didn't go great. Some of the headliners' shows didn't go great. A bunch of technical difficulties. So I don't really know where to begin. So I'm just going to start from the beginning. So... Whatever you got to do, pull up a Bex beer, pop you a Bex beer, pull up a beach chair. Um, Just get comfortable because this is going to be a lot. So just hold on with me. Later on in the show, I also called um, Robbie and Fly King Eye and we talked as well. So that's towards the end of the episode. But before, let's just start from the beginning. So about... I want to say January 2020. I think that's what it was. I get a DM. And um, I don't ever check my DMs. As some of you guys know, I'm, it's not to be shady. It's just, I, it's, I can't. And then, but at that time, I did see a DM. And then I also had, um, I believe, an email. And it was from a director for Miami Beach Pride. And so they're like, hey, we want you to come out and perform, blah, blah, blah. I want to talk about performing, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, all right, cool. Talk to them. Everything went good. And from my understanding is they didn't want everything to be like salsa and merengue and just, you know, a bunch of like, you know, tropical Latin type stuff. They wanted it to be more urban, more reggaeton, more like, you know, urban, whatever, more, I guess, current. Um, so that's why they hit me up. Well, <clears throat> I was like, all right, cool. This sounds good. Um, and he was like, do you know anybody else? And I said, actually, I do. And I always perform with Robbie. I always perform with Fly King Eye. I said, I got these two rappers. If you want, I can send you their information and let you look at them if that's something you want to go with. He looked at it. He said, cool. I want all three of you guys. Give me a price. Let's work it out and move forward. Boom. Everything got worked out. Contract written up, deposit sent, getting ready to work on the show. All right, great, boom. COVID hits. And we, like, right when we go into lockdown, everything gets canceled. And all my shows get canceled. Any Anything creative that I'm working on gets canceled. So... They, the director says for Miami Beach Pride, he said, I want to invite you guys. She's like, he was like, I'm really sorry. I'm going to invite you. I want to invite you guys back for next year for when we do it next year. I said, cool. Let me revisit it next year and see where we're at. So at that time, and I still stand by this. I'm not, I'm, you know, you, I'm, I'm going to keep it funky with y'all. I don't, I'm not going to just be an ass for no damn reason. 
I still feel like this. I still commend them for hiring and actually paying queer talent. I still to this day stand by that. So I was already like, you know what? Out of everybody, they were the ones who didn't really negotiate much. They didn't. They didn't try to lowball. They didn't, you know, talk about, mm, I don't know, y'all asking for too much. Or like, it was very quick. I could tell that the money was there. I said, all right, cool. I like them. The communication was great. Didn't really, I don't think we really went too back, too much back and forth with the contract. None of that. So the pandemic happens. My life really, really picks up. I become busier than ever. My life changes. And so performing and doing music was not something that was no longer at the forefront. Everything really changed in my life. And I started realizing, like, or just reassessing if music was something I really wanted to keep doing. Because, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, I love with every part of my body being a creative. That's all I know how to be. I don't know what it's, that's creating things, putting things together. Being an artist is all I know. Like, that's what makes me feel 10 feet tall. You know, days when I feel really shitty, I can always lean on the fact that I'm an artist and I'm, I'm, I have a talent. I'm creative. Like, that makes me feel great. You know what I'm saying? It makes me feel 10 feet tall. And that's something nobody could ever take away from me. You know, and and I have a, a, a stronger connection when it comes to like my ancestors with it. I, it's a it's a whole deeper thing. So I love music. I love being creative. I love all of it. I don't always love the business side of things, and we're gonna get into that. But you're always it's just always some bullshit. It's always some fucking bullshit when it comes to the business and the technical side of things when it comes to music. And it's even more bullshit when you're a queer artist. It's always some bullshit. And after doing this, I've been doing music, I started in 2007. My first instance, and I don't think I ever really talked about this. Um, It's actually in a documentary that is supposed to be coming out. I'm in a documentary with Daddy Yankee, J Balvin, Carol G, um, Bad Bunny, who else? Um, Evie Queen. I'm in a pretty big reggaeton documentary, and I talk more about this story. But when I was doing the morning show on Shay 45 for Eminem Shay 45, there was a lot of shit that I dealt with as a gay rapper. A lot of shit in 2007 I dealt with that shit like this would never shit now in 2021 would never fly. Would never fly. Um. But I'll, you know, I'll want, maybe one day I'll go, get on this podcast and talk more about it. But needless to say, I've just been dealing with some bullshit since day one. And when I was on that that morning show and doing that thing that summer of twenty two thousand seven, you know, I, you know, I just, you know, you roll with the punches. You're like, well, they can talk to me crazy. They can edit me out. They could, you know, edit my voice a certain way and add extra stuff. And Angela Yee could you know come in and re-record certain things to make it seem like I said this they could they could purposely sabotage me because you know what I'm a gay artist that's no one cares about me I should just be happy that I'm on actual radio 
and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm not the same person anymore. And I don't take shit from anybody anymore, from anyone. Um, so needless to say, I just don't enjoy the bullshit and all the extra shit that comes with music. So that's why when my life started to change during the pandemic and I started, things changed for me. I'll just put it that way. I really started being like, bitch, I don't need to be in music no more. And between you and I, for the last five to six years, I've worked feverishly trying to set my finances up to where I could get out of music so I could have multiple sources of income to where I can make money in my sleep, to where I can rely on things and not actually have things tied to my name publicly to where people may not even know where I'm getting my money from. So there's no way you could even cancel me. If I say some crazy shit on Twitter, I don't know if they dig up some shit. I, they can be like, well, cancel all of Solomon's businesses. No, I've worked really hard for the last five to six years trying to just set myself up so I wouldn't have to just have one source of income and just relying in the entertainment industry. So because I've, I've, I got a chance to do that, I started looking at music like, bitch, I don't, I love it, but I don't need to come back to it. So this year, the director of Miami Beach Pride was like, hey, circle back. And he was like, hey, so we're getting ready to do the show. The show's not going to be in April this time. It's going to be in September. I'm not trying to be shady, but baby, I forgot about that. I looked at that email and I said, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back. Months later, I finally replied back and said, oh, girl, I'm so sorry. I forgot to reply to this. That's how much I didn't care at that point. And so I hit up Rob and I hit up Fly King and I said, y'all still want to do the show? They're like, yeah, I want to still do the show. I said, all right, cool. I don't know if I still want to do it, but, you know, if y'all want to do it, cool. I'll, I'll let you get in contact with them. Because at that time, it was still being under me, if that makes sense. Like, I was the one... I was the point of contact. I was the one who had the contract set up. I was the one taking the payments and, the, you know, kind of setting things up. So I said, you know, if y'all want this show, let me know and I can let everything transfer so y'all can take care of it. Because I'm still not sure I want to do this show. <clears throat> Bitch, y'all remember a couple weeks ago, I think, even on the podcast, I was like, at that time, even a couple weeks ago, I was still like, Bitch, I still don't know I want to do this show. So... The reason why I didn't really initially, I wanted to do it because it's something I enjoy doing. But two, I already know it was going to be some bullshit. It's always some fucking bullshit. And I was like, I just don't have the energy. I don't feel like putting up no money. I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and also, so how can I make this really simple for y'all? So a lot of festivals, a lot of everything always has insurance. It's like you can't do anything unless you got insurance. Now, I don't know if it's some different shit in Florida. I don't know. But I, they also have insurance because they confirmed it with me. But so let's say most, most pride events, no one there is professionals. And I'm not trying to be like an ass. They're, they, they're just not professionals in entertainment. Most of them are not. These are people who work office jobs, who are volunteering, who don't know shit, don't know where shit is. They just don't know shit. So a lot of times, and it might be different, I don't know, a lot of times the person who's in charge of these festivals, because they don't know shit, they will hire like a booking agent or just a bunch of people, somebody who's in entertainment and be like, hey, the budget is $100,000 for entertainment. 
figure it out. So I'm just going to keep things simple. Let's say the budget for entertainment is $100,000. So let's say in 2020, before the pandemic, let's say they, they're like, we're going to spend $100,000 on the entertainment. Everyone's, everyone's booking fee is $100,000 for all the entertainment for the whole weekend. So it's, you give, it's, you know, unless it's different for everyone's contract, but normally you give half up front to book them at signing, and then you give them half on day of show after they get off stage. So if, let's say, if talent was going to be $100,000, they paid $50,000 to secure the talent. Then the pandemic happened. Now, because this happened, you can go to your insurance and say, hey, this is what happened. You can, I don't know what the deductible is. Let's say it's 90%, whatever. I don't know. So let's say you get 90% of that back. So I'm, a, hold on, I'm, 90% of $50,000 is, or 100000 that'd be that, that'd be 90% of that, that'd be 90 to have it, 40. Let's say it's like 40. So you get about 90, wait, four, where the fuck is this cat? Hold on. Did you hear that? Bitch, I don't know where. Sorry. Anyways, so what is 90% of 50%? 50, $50,000. Um, I'm horrible at math, y'all. I'm so horrible. I can make the money. I just don't know how to like add it up. 45%? I don't know. Let's say you get fucking $95,000 back. So you already spent... $50,000 to keep the fucking, inter- I mean, to book the entertainment. But then through the insurance policy, you get all that money, not a good portion of that money back. Or let's say maybe you get all the money back. I don't know what the insurance policy, everyone's is different. But let's say you get all your money back. So let's just keep it, let's just say you get 100 back, 100% back. So now you back to $100,000. So now you got $100,000 back in your bank account. So then the next year, when you go back to book that talent, now, all you got to pay that talent is the, the remaining $50,000. So you have an extra $50,000 that you could still work with. So I know how these things work. This is nothing new to me. So when they came back, they said, oh, girl, we're going to book it. Um, um, we want to rebook you. I said, okay, great. But I want to still get paid the same amount. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've already spent money working on the show that we lost, we ourselves lost from 2020 before the pandemic. They're like, yeah, but even with the insurance, it's going to be hard for them to approve it and blah, blah, blah. It was whatever, some bullshit. They're like, but we can help make it up in other ways. I said, girl, whatever. It's still shady, but it's like, you know what? It is what it is. So we get there. First off, it's getting closer and closer to the show. And I have been, I'm someone who I like to prepare for everything. If y'all could, sh- if I could show you how everything I packed, every lit, like there is like credentials and every single thing that I typed up, me and Serena typed up to make sure that everything was just perfect. 
I mean, I had like a list of people's contacts. I had extra copies of this. Um, everything was labeled, every, like just in the event that anything possibly could go wrong. So weeks before the event, I'm hitting them up with very, very basic questions. I don't like to bother people with a bunch of shit. Listen, I understand I'm not um, some huge musician. I totally 100% get that. All right. And I understand sometimes you got to play play in your pocket. And I also understand that, like, I'm not going to bombard you with a bunch of, like, frivolous emails. I get straight to the point. I like to just list everything out. And I started off with a list of questions. I said, these are three, I think it was like three or four questions. I said, these are some questions I need to answer. Just let me know when you get a chance. Technical issues, just technical stuff. And one of those questions was, for audio and visual, what formats do you need? Like, how do you guys want it to be presented? What are the outlets, the extensions? Like, let me know what you need from me or let me know what you have and I will work to make sure what, like, I will have what you need. Does that make sense? Like, I was like, what are the video files that you need? What are the audio files? Are they on the same track? Like, what do you need? What formats? I know this question. I know it. I mean, I, I I already have like an idea of like what could work, but I just wanted to confirm. And I had some other like questions like when is my sound check? When is this? When is that? When is that? Baby, when I tell you I have emailed those people damn near 14 times and it would go unanswered. I was like, bitch, am I what am I asking for? Am I asking for a fucking mathematical equation? Am I asking for you to give me the full rundown of the 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 numerical order of pi? Bitch, I, I thought I was asking for some wild, crazy shit. I was just really trying to ask just like the video file and video and audio files, and that was it. I was getting hit with um people talking about pageants and registration. I said, I said nothing about pageants. I said nothing about registrations. Sorry, wrong email. Please stay focused, baby. It was a lot of really weird shit. And I said, okay, well, and then it got down to the week before. I was about to fly out. And I said, the Friday before, before Monday, that Monday, I said, please, somebody, I'm begging somebody at this point, please just answer these questions at the top of next week so we could firm things up. That's it. I'm not bugging nobody. I wasn't being nasty. I didn't change my tone. I wasn't being rude. None of it. I was just, somebody please answer me. And all, again, I'll keep it 100% funky with you. The director was like, you know what, Solomon? I'm sorry. It's been a mess. It's, you know, everyone's busy. I'm going to make sure you get these questions answered. And he was really working with me, for real. So I was like, you know what? Cool. And then it was like, I want these, I need these questions answered because I don't want to have to deal with the audiovisual stuff and on my end of editing and getting the sound and the files ready and converted and uploaded and transferred when I'm checked into a hotel room with Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? Is anybody who's who's been on planet Earth for the last 10 years, bitch, them... Um, it's gotten better, but hotel Wi-Fi is a drag. And I've been working in music long enough to know 
do not rely on hotel Wi-Fi. I'm not a new art. Like, again, I'm not a new artist. I've been doing this for a very long time. I do not depend on hotel Wi-Fi. I don't depend on Wi-Fi in general. Actually, when I transfer files, I actually use it um, with the actual cord. But, you know, I've been working in studios for way too long, and I've been working in sound since 2007. That's what I think a lot of people may or may not know. I've been working in sound, professional studio sound, since 2007. So these were just very, very, very basic-ass questions. So anyways, we get on the flight, and I fly my whole team out, and... I'm like, okay, cool. We get there. I'm like, who's picking us up at the airport? Like, what's going on? I hit also before, days before, I said, let's talk about ground transportation. Let's talk about this. Who's my point of contact? Who who are the, who do I talk to? Nothing. Nobody knew shit. Nobody knew, had a phone number. Nobody knew shit. So I'm like, well, how do I'm just supposed to just arrive in the damn city and not know where I'm going? No, nothing. Just nothing. So... I'm getting on the flight and I text the director or I email the director. He's like, okay, cool. I'm going to put you in contact with the, the driver. I said, perfect. Great. So the, the driver picked us up. Great. Get in. The driver's like, this has been the most unorganized shit I've ever, ever dealt with. I said, girl, it's not looking good over here either, but I hope things get better. And I'm still thinking like, you know, it's... It's the two days before the show. It's 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 gonna be a little rocky, but we'll, you know things will get ironed out. It's not looking good, but it'll get ironed out. So I get to the hotel. Now South Beach hotels is, in my opinion, are trash. I don't like staying in those hotels. They're not my. I don't like to be in those areas. It's a bunch of boutique, independently owned hotels and shit. Like I just don't like them. I don't like them. I don't like them. I'm not a fan of Airbnbs. I'm not a fan of independent hotels. I'm not a fan of none of that shit. I don't. If I want to, I, I, I'd rather stay in my house, my glamorous, nice, comfortable, well-lit, beautiful home and stay in my home than being somebody's nasty ass Airbnb or independent. It's just not who I am. It's not for me. I'm not saying, oh, I'm trying to be a diva. I can rough it out if I got to rough it out, but I would prefer not to. But you know what? I was like, you know what? This ain't the hotel I would want to be in. This ain't the airline I want to fly. But you know what? That's it. I don't care. I really don't. I'm just going to make it work. Bitch, we get in that fucking hotel. First off, I looked at the hotel and I was like, uh-uh. And so I told him, man, I said, how do, how can I upgrade? I already just, I already know I need to put me and my team in suites. So give us all your suites. So he was like, this is the best suite that we have. I said, well, can you connect them and make sure that they're close by? He said, cool, boom. We get into it. It's still trash. But I was like, you know what? It'll work. I just needed room. You know what I'm saying? I needed to have a lot of room. I came up with a lot of clothes. I have dancers. I have costume changes. I have multiple shoes, makeup, hair, jewelry. It's a lot going on. So we get in and we just kind of get to work. There's some fittings I still got to do. My stylist is over here gluing on or, you know, putting on rhinestones on shit. It's just, we're still kind of working. We're still prepared, but we're still kind of working, right? And so me and Serena, this is the funniest shit. Me and, I don't know how we even talked about something. And Serena's like, yeah, like, 
I, he was like, the, the hotels here come with, you know, a douche. I said, what are you talking about? She's like, the hotel, like the, the, the shower, they, this hotel comes with um, like a, a communal douche. I was like, uh, baby, that's not a, it's probably a shower head. I don't think it's a, a douche. So I go into my bathroom and I said, you mean the thing that's on the tub? Like, the, you know, like the little hand one where you can like wash your back or whatever. I said, you mean this? She said, no, like the thing the gay people put in their butt. I said, girl, they ain't got no douche. And she said, no, it's in the shower, my shower. They have them here. I said, girl, so we we all meet, we all scurry into her room. Bitch, there's a fucking douche in the shower. And not only that, the whole shower head is not even a shower head. The whole hotel's like, this is actually not even our shower head. They actually dismantled, whoever was in there dismantled the shower and did their own shit. So I was like, oh my God, that was wild. There's feces in my bathroom. The fucking hallway that connected our room smelled like actual urine, like dog or human urine. It was such a strong scent that everybody who walked in there was like, where is this, this urine smell coming from? I was so grossed out. Serena is such a, a germaphobe. I'm a germaphobe, as y'all know. We were like, we're going to have to go to CVS and are something close to like buy like sheets and disinfecting, like some comets, some cleaning materials so we can clean, clean the place that we're in. There was condoms in the bed. It was just so fucking disgusting. It just, and it was gross. And then Serena didn't want to take a shower. You know, we just got off our flights. We're, it was just not what I wanted to be focused on. Um, so that was gross that they put us in that hotel. And the whole time I'm like, I know they didn't put, they didn't put no Paulina Rubio in that hotel. I know they didn't put her in there. <laughs> you think Paulina Rubio gonna, gonna, gonna be okay with, with some damn douche in the fucking shower? I know they didn't put Maya in there. I know that. I know it for a fact. They, there's no way. So it's already starting to like seep in like, the amount of disrespect. But I was like, you know what? Still, I'm like, I'm going to let it rock. Because I told myself, I know this is going to be some bullshit. I I know it's going to be some bullshit. But I have to manage my ex who, I don't really fuck with him like that, but he was a partner at a law firm. He used to tell me, you got to really always in life try to manage your expectations and that will help you set yourself up so you don't get disappointed and you can always succeed. He taught me a lot of shit, honestly. I still wouldn't spit on him if he was on fire, but so I've learned to just manage my expectations. So I went in and I said, you know, bitch, this going to be some bullshit, but here's my thing. My job is to put on an amazing show. My job is to piss on that stage and eat it and fucking eat it. So when I get off that stage, you feel some type of way about putting me in a hotel with a damn douche. You feel some type of way about ignoring all my emails. You feel some type of, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to worry and I'm not going to sweat the small shit right now. Let me eat the stage real quick. So once I get off that stage, you're going to be like, nah. That's the reason why that nigga was 
doing what he was doing. That's the reason why he was up in them emails. That's the reason why he was asking for this. That's the reason. Because did you just see what he did? That was my goal. I didn't really care about. So I told Serena and then I said, don't let's, I get it. This is not something. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't travel like this. I don't travel like this. I don't even bring my friends and nobody who's around me. We don't do this at all. I was trying to upgrade our flights, bitch. I was like, is there any way we could up, do an upgrade? They're like, it's all sold out. I said, well, damn shit. I was like, can I at least upgrade the hotels to a suite? It's just not how I don't, I personally don't feel comfortable putting people I work with in shitty situations and environments. That's not how I work. So I, t- and so they know that everybody knows that about me. So I was like, I know this ain't something we're used to, but let's just fo- focus on it. Let's be the the great people that we are, the professional people that we are. Let's do it. And once this is all done, I'm going to take everybody out to dinner. We're going to party it up bitch and we gonna eat bitch and we just gonna really fucking turn up but we just gotta get through this show we gonna we gonna do the best that we can and we gonna make it work we gonna rough it out we roughing it out right now but we got the douche dripping in the fucking shower bitch we got feces in the hall and piss in the hallway bitch but we gonna make it work let's just let's let's you know let's hunker down bunker down bitch and let's get it together so the next day the there's like a gala or something i can't get a hold of the director he ain't emailing nobody texting nobody calling nobody how are we supposed to get into the gala you want us to go oh but also he also told me you he so he was like but don't don't bring your dancers don't bring your assistant your stylist nobody just you i'm like why what is why why I can't why I can't bring the people I'm I'm just supposed to show up by myself? I know if you invited Paulina Rubio, she could bring some people. I know that much. But I'm but I can't bring nobody. So I was like, you know what, whatever. But I can't get get in contact with him anyways. So at that point, so I also told Serena I said from then on, once I land in Miami. I don't I want you to start taking over all the communication things because I really want to focus and get my head straight and do, you know, go to my rehearsals. I only have one day to learn the whole routine. Like I had a two hour rehearsal to learn everything. That was all I I, I could. So I was like, I got to really fucking focus. So Serena's like, I've been trying to call Rich and the phone's not working. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, his phone don't work. No one's phones are working. I said, what are you? You're bugging. So I go to rehearsal, and then we do a fitting with the dancers. Then I do my spray tan, get back to the hotel, and she's like, "Um, his phone's disconnected. I said, what are you talking about? How are you the director of Pride and your, your, your phone ain't working? I said, I know his phone ain't off. What are you talking about? We calling everybody, it, any anybody we could think of, somebody. Because at that point, it's nighttime, and my dancers have been pressing me. When is sound check? When is the 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 rehearsal on stage? And I feel stupid because I keep telling them, "Bitch, I don't know." They're like, "Nigga, it's tomorrow. It's fucking ten o'clock at night. How the fuck you not gonna tell us when we supposed to show up?" Mind you, my dancers have jobs. 
You know what I'm saying? So I was looking out for them a week before. I'm like, when is the sound check? When is this? When is this? Because I want to relay that to my choreographer who's going to let and organize and schedule with my dancers. Because that's the right thing to do. These people have whole lives and families and other shit. They got to look out for themselves. Like, you can't tell somebody at 11 o'clock, be here at 8 o'clock in the morning. They're going to be like, well, bitch, was I allowed to sleep? You know what I'm saying? It's just disrespectful. And it's just a disregard for that person's time. And if anything, the people I work with, I value their time. Not only do I pay people, but I value their fucking time. Because one thing I've learned about working in this industry is when people work for you, you even if you can pay them whatever or how much you pay, they also will always remember how much you pay them. But it's how you treated them. They may not always remember how much you paid them, but they will always remember how they felt and how you treated them. And I make sure when I work with people, they all feel good. And they all feel like they're, we're all working on this together. It ain't like, oh, you guys are my dancers. Fuck y'all. Y'all figure it out. No. I made sure they was in a hotel. I made sure they was fed. I made sure they had transportation. I made sure that their clothes fit. I made sure when they were like, this is how much I want to get paid. I said, baby, I'm going to pay it for you then. I didn't go back and forth. I made sure them Ubers was paid. I took care of my people. Because ultimately, part of that is... Because also, I want you to take care of me too. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to feel like you're doing, like, you're valued. Because ultimately, when we get on that stage, I want you to give 110% too. It's a collaborative thing. And it's just really about fucking respect. You know what I'm saying? It's really just about fucking respect. So, where was I? It's fucking 9, 10 o'clock at night. It's going on 11. Still don't know what time fucking sound check is. Then it's, okay, we get an email. Sound check tomorrow is at 9 a.m. Okay, great. Cool. Don't know where the fuck we going. But, all right, 9 o'clock. So I tell my um, choreographer. My choreographer works at Live, which is one of the most popular nightclubs in Miami. Huge. He works till about, I think Ja Rule was at the club at that time. He said... And he didn't get off work till I think 8 o'clock. He normally gets off work on the weekends like at 8 o'clock. And then he goes to bed. So he's like, no, but I, I promise I'm going to be there. He literally leaves work, comes directly to sound check. Okay. So now, bitch, pay attention now. We on day two. I mean, excuse me. We're, it's now Saturday morning. I wake up. I tell me and my team, I said, I want to get there early because I don't like to be late for anything. I don't like to be late. I know they talk about um, CP time and color people. I don't, I don't do that. I do not do that. I'm early. I'm on time for things. I don't, I don't do late shit. Okay. So, and, and, and no, nobody I work with does late shit. So we, so I'm waiting to figure it out. Serena finally gets a response from someone. We're like, we're just trying to, Rich's phone don't work. And they're like, oh, this is his, his new phone number. We call him. It's 830. It sounds like he just woke up. Hello? Who is this? Confused, right? Serena's like, hi, this is Serena, Solomon's assistant, blah, 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 woo, 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 woo. 
I'm trying to figure out how people are already at, because if Robbie and Fly King is supposed to be at Soundcheck at 8 o'clock, how are you just waking up at 8.30? Why aren't you on, why aren't you by the stage? I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure that out. You know what I'm saying? But that's neither here nor there. So we finally, we had to call so many other people and then finally we're like, where are we going? It's 8.30. I'm supposed to do my, start my soundcheck at 9. I have nowhere to go. My dancers are like, where are we going? Where are, where is it? I said, bitch, I don't know. We just waiting on somebody to fucking, a phone to work. Somebody didn't pay their phone, but something didn't happen, bitch. I don't know what the fuck happened, but something didn't happen. But you want to know what could have been avoided? You answering all my emails weeks ago when I asked all these questions to prevent all this shit. That's what could have happened. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Finally found out where it was. Didn't even give us the uh, uh, area. They said, just go here. I said, oh, okay, well, I'll just look for some sand and look for a damn stage, bitch, and just make it work. So we get there. <clears throat> Robbie's on stage doing his sound check. And I guess the sound check's not going right or whatever. It took them like more than like an hour and a half to kind of set things up. And it was kind of like a little rocky start, which is fine because that's when you work out the kinks. Cool. Nothing new. Nothing new. And then so we get into a trailer. Trailer has no AC. That's fine. I'm not even worried about it. Y'all just setting up. Y'all, they're going to, they're like the AC person's coming right now. They're going to be here in a couple hours. I'm not even worried about it. I'm really, I promise you I'm not even worried about it. But then I keep hearing, like, the sound guy is rude as fuck and talking real crazy to people and talking about how, like, he just, he's, it's too early for him. He needs a blunt. And he's over here telling people, there. he was like, why your, why your music so long? And just all this extra shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So that's neither here nor there. So one thing I like to do is whenever I get around, whenever I get somewhere, I introduce myself to everybody. Maybe not like instantly, but once I'm in contact, with, I always look people in their eye, smile, shake their hand, and say, hi, my name is Solomon. What is your name? I do it to the cleaning crew, to every, to, to if, it doesn't matter who, anybody. I want to know, hi, how are you? What is your name? Blah, blah, blah. One of the guys was like, you're the first person here who actually acknowledged me and gave um, asked me what my name was. I said, well, I mean, nice to meet you. But you got to do that. You know what I'm saying? You, you say hi to people. You treat people with respect. You look them in their eye. You acknowledge them. When you walk into a room, let me tell you something. This is, I think, I don't know if it's some, uh, how my mom raised me. I don't know what the fuck it, what, what it is. But when you walk into a room, when you walk into a room, you say hello to people. Okay. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter if you the the star of it. You know what's more 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 sickening than not when you're the actual star, when you're the actual celebrity, and you walk in and you acknowledge everybody. That's sickening. So, just that's don't no matter what industry you're in. When you walk into a, a room, you say hi to people, and if you have the opportunity, you get their name. And you make them feel seen and known. It doesn't matter if they're the ones working the the, the soundboard, emptying the trash, sweeping up, you know, p- packing stuff up. If it's the stock guy, it don't matter. You when I when I did my fulfillment center, literally right before I went to Miami, 
I went and talked to every person in that fulfillment center so that they got to know who I am and said, hi, how are you? What is your name? What do you do? How was your day? You know, stuff like that. But, you know, I guess people just, they just different now. So anyways, sound check's not going great. And I could, I'm like, this is not going to be great. So I have all my files. So they, so when I was asking questions earlier on the, the week prior, what about the files? What type of files you got? What, how, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? They kept saying, just put it in the Dropbox. Okay, baby. But that's not the question I asked. The question was, what type of file formats do you need? Just put it in the Dropbox. Okay, well, please stop being dismissive. But let's circle back and let's get back to the question at hand. What type of file formats do you need? Just put it in the Dropbox. I said, okay, well, girl, no, it's, I don't know if people are dyslexic, illiterate. I don't know what's going on. I just, they're not answering the question. So we get there. First thing was, if you put your files in the Dropbox, don't even worry about it because we ain't got Wi-Fi. Well, bitch, I figured that, bitch. It's a fucking beach. I, I, I figured it. But like the professional I am, I came with not one, but two USBs labeled with my name on them in br- like a, a, a bright fluorescent pink sticker with my name on it. Two of them. The guy was like, oh, thank God you, you bought a USB. Well, here you go. He looked at my files. My files are labeled, easily read. This is what it reads. 001, in all caps, Solomon Ray, I see, I see. Next file. 002, Solomon Ray, over you. Next file. 003, Solomon Ray, Yamatu Novio. I do that because the number is to, I feel like I'm really talking to fucking stupid people right now, but I know y'all ain't stupid. The 001 and the 002 lets you know, it's a, it's, it's a, um, it's a clue (laughs) to let you know the order of the songs. And it says in all caps, Solomon Ray. I'm not going to put the name of it. I'm not going to put no, no, it's just going to say Solomon Ray. Cause you don't know the songs I'm singing. You don't know my shit. But you know, this is Solomon Ray set. These are it's just easily labeled. Okay. Going up. Videos ain't working. Nothing's working. They're like, we can't connect the sound. We can't connect the it's just a bunch of shit. So finally got it to work. It's on loop. I said, now baby, why you gonna why you gonna loop the song? Why would I wanna sing the same song right after it? Like if I just finished I see I see. Why would I want to start the song all over again? Why why y'all looping songs? So then I was like, you know what, baby? I'll t-, he, he was like, this is too confusing for me. I said, oh. Well, how can I help make it not confusing? What do you need? Do you need me to write things down? What do you, what do you need? Again, reiterating things back in previous emails. What do you need for me to make your job easier? What? Tell me. I just want to know. He said, just just, just give me like a list. I said, would it be easier if I put everything on one file and let it play nonstop? He said, but then you won't be able to talk to the crowd. I said, I will forfeit talking to the crowd if it makes your job easier. 
I don't have to talk to the crowd. I can, if it just means you push and play on a, on, on a damn file and you can walk away and eat some fucking Doritos and smoke your blunt, then by golly shit, let's do it. He said, that would, that would work. There's just too many performers. I said, well, clearly you have, you're overwhelmed. I didn't say that, but I was like, okay, cool. I'll do it. So here I am doing the one thing I said I did not want to do. Work on some shit hours before the show with hotel Wi-Fi. Again, all of this could have been prevented had those emails been answered. But you know what? I'm going to take it in stride and I'm going to go back to the shit. I'm not worried about all this. My only job is to eat that stage. So before... Hold on. Side note, again, back to my choreographer. He's dog-ass tired. So I'm like, these people ain't figuring out nothing. Nothing's going on. So I tell him, go into the trailer. There is a bed in the back of that trailer. You close that door. You get some sleep. Again, taking care of my people. Making sure that they're okay. Because that's that's my responsibility. I got to make sure he's good because he got to get some sleep. So I'm still thinking about everybody. So once that goes on, sound check is still horrible. I don't feel confident in nothing, nothing. Oh, one more thing. There's sand all over the goddamn stage. So I said, is there a way we can find a broom to just sweep off some of the sand? They're like, we don't have time for that. You need to get off the stage because we have other sound checks. I'm like, excuse me, we're already running an hour behind. I haven't even started yet. Rude. Just everybody's rude. But see, me as an artist, I'm not allowed to be rude at all. So I, I always just, you know, just let it go. Let it rock. Let it rock. Let it rock. So then all of a sudden, my dancer during uh, we're going we're trying to mark some of the routines. He he trips and cuts his knee open. Now, bitch. Then it's not no scrape or it's like a six to seven inch long gash in his knee he's bleeding i'm sure that's a liability issue if i really wanted to bring it up for real like if i really really wanted to bring it up which i probably should but i said you know what what the fuck you you guys gotta hurry you guys we gotta get the next person on i said can i get at least a band-aid something some tissue or something my dancer's literally bleeding because y'all wouldn't clean up the damn sand before you brought people on the damn stage. What the fuck? But I didn't say that. I didn't curse nobody out. I just was like, all right, let's just get him some, some Band-Aids. Serena's taking care of it. Caesar's trying to take care of it. Cool. I'm... <sighs> I'm just like... At this point, I'm just so, like, embarrassed because... You know, I think I just get so like emotional thinking about people who dedicate their time to things, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that like I am adopted and I think a part of being adopted is you never feel like you, you're just like, you just feel like, I'm just glad this person's doing this for me. Or like, you know, you're not 
you know, you're, you're just glad someone's there. And despite if you're paying them or not, but one of my dancers ended up backing out last minute, literally last minute. And he came on board very last minute, took an eight hour bus ride, didn't have any money, didn't have, but dedicated himself and said, I'm going to learn this routine and I'm going to fucking eat it. And he did that. And he didn't have a place. He didn't have a place to stay. So I put him in a hotel, of course. But like, but you know what I'm saying? Like he sacrificed himself to come down here to help me out last minute on a whim. And it's like, you can't even give him a Band-Aid. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's so disgusting how people just feel like it's okay to treat others a certain way. And here I am being rushed, like, get, get off stage. We need, we need the stage. Can he fucking get a Band-Aid? And he, he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Probably too, like, scared to even ask for, like, a Band-Aid or, like, speak up. You know, it's just, it just pissed me off. So, anyways, so the, the sound check didn't go as planned, whatever. So we get there, we're waiting on some stuff, we're getting ready to leave. And there's this lady who's just there and they're trying to fix the AC. And I was like, hi, are you so-and-so? She said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm actually the legal person, the attorney for the show. I said, oh, okay, nice to meet you. My name's Solomon, blah, blah, blah. And so she's talking to Serene. She said, is there anything you need? Everything going okay? She said, yeah, there's just a couple things I need. And she's like, and I also still need to get in contact with Rich. She said, Rich? Do you know who was standing right next to that lady? Rich? So you mean to tell me you've been here this whole time for hours and never introduced yourself to anybody? Mind you, because we've just been communicating over emails. I don't know what you look like. I wouldn't know you from Adam. He said, oh, hi, by the way, I'm, I'm rich. What? You mean you've been st- literally an arm's length this whole time, never walked up to the talent and said, hey, I'm the one you've been talking to. I'm the one signing your checks. Just a complete disregard. It's so, it's so dismissive. Don't even acknowledge, don't even say hi, how are you? Don't even say who you are. Just like, oh, yeah, it's me. What planet are you on right now? Because clear, I don't know where you're at mentally. What the fuck? Wild. So my dancers leave. I tell them, I said, we're done, babies. Just go to the hotel, get some rest. Please hydrate. It's hot as a motherfucker out here. Please just take care of yourselves. So they go to the hotel. And Rich is like, if they have problems getting into the hotel, I will take care of it personally. I said, okay, cool. So they can't get into the hotel. They can't check in. It's just a mess. So Serena is tired, too. We're all tired. The heat is killing us. So she's going back. She's trying to run errands for me. Last minute shit. I'm over here on my computer back in my hotel room trying to edit the show for the sound guy. You know, doing just doing the shit that I didn't really want to be doing last minute. She's trying to get the, the dancers in the hotel. They're over here getting late fees and checkouts and stuff. Rich is nowhere to 
ain't answering his phone. Finally, Serena get him on the phone and he's just, well, I can't deal with this right now. I'm dealing with Paulina's people. Click. So I'm just setting y'all up. You you have a couple times to click on Serena. A couple times. You got Serena's you you have a couple times to dismiss her and she gonna smile and she gonna smile and she's gonna keep putting on her little sweet voice as she always does with her little valley girl voice and she's gonna be but you only got a couple more time for for everybody to dismiss this woman and it's gonna be it's gonna be a different woman i'm i'm i my mom we were laughing about this a few weeks ago i said it's gonna she gonna be a different woman you only got a couple more times and it's going to be something different. And the thing about it is it, it, it she doesn't get the grace that other women do w- get when she raises her voice or she gets assertive. Then she's the angry black woman. Then it's then it becomes that. More on that later. So Serena's really I said baby you need to sleep cuz she was up till I think four o'clock that night helping with costumes and stuff and then had to be up at seven. So I was like, you need to really get some sleep soon. So she's doing everything she can. And at this point, I don't know if you guys remember, I was on Snapchat. I was like, I'm having a panic attack. I could not calm myself down. I started shaking. I started throwing up. And that's so not me at all. Because I started getting nervous. I said, this is going really badly. And so I tried to calm myself down, calm myself down, calm myself down. So I was watching Unsolved Mysteries and Forensic Files. And I'm just trying to really calm down. Because I was like, at 5 o'clock, I got to finish these files. So I'm editing the files. The files are not exporting correctly. So then I start panicking even more. Because then I'm just like, I don't know what to give this man. I don't know what's what to do. Finally got everything working out. All the files are working. I play them. I retest them. I retest them, retest them, retest them. Then finally I said, bitch, they're going on the USB ports. That's all I could do. I can't retest them again. It's gone. That It just works. So I get ready. Transportation. At this point, I stopped actually calling them for transportation and our driver because it was never working. So I was just Ubering everybody around and just being like, bitch, fuck it. I'll just deal with it myself. Don't even worry about it. So we get to the venue. I get dressed. I'm actually feeling better. I'm feeling my fantasy. I feel beautiful. I'm like, I'm ready. My dancers are looking good. My cameraman's there. Oh, by the way, I was told, don't bring a cameraman. You're not allowed to have a cameraman on stage. Only Paulina's people are allowed to have a, a cameraman. And that, when I was, that was when I was... Uh, before I flew to Miami, I was actually going to not show up. So my plan was, well, everything's booked. The hotel and everything's booked. The flight's already booked. It's already Billboard Latin Music Week. So I'm already there for that. I'm already in Miami to record music and my producer's there. So I'll just not go to the show and just still, you know, get on the flight and do my recording. Because I was like, you're not, if I can't get a cameraman on this stage, there's really no point in me performing at all. So I told him, I was like, I don't need the um, the crowd. I don't, I mean, I like the crowd, but I don't, I don't need the crowd. What I need is the footage. 
What I need is my cameraman. What I need is to be able to share this to the 900,000 followers across all my social media platforms. That's what I need. So he was like, all right, I guess I can give you one uh, one cameraman. I said, cool. I mean, if I, if I would have came with two, you, it would have just been two. If I would have came with three, it would have been three. So it wasn't like, I'm going to, I guess I'll just give you one. No, it was going to be what I, what I, what I came with. But so my cameraman was there. Everything was good. We go to the thing. We get there. Don't know, really don't know where to go. So we just walk into the crowd, whatever. Get there. There is no dressing room for us. There's no trailer for us. There's no area for us. My rider's there. I mean, things on my rider from, you know, like just stupid shit like champagne, water bottles, tea, a mirror, you know, just things like that. Nothing. I I don't have a dressing room. I have nowhere. I have nowhere. Nothing. I have nothing. So they're like, we have a storage unit with some water bottles and some some boxes and stuff if you want to go in there. I said, well, I guess I don't have a choice. So I went into the storage unit. No mirror, no nothing. Just laid up in a storage unit. <laughs> so then all of a sudden I hear Robbie's music cut off. I said, oh, shit, my biggest fear. Here we go. And they're like, no, they cut his music off halfway through his thing. The whole thing shut down. So I'm like, god damn it. I knew this was going to be some bullshit. So then anyway, so I in, anyways, long story short, I ended up going getting ready to go on stage and i see a bunch of sand and so i tell the man i said please somebody go get a broom because now my dancers are going to be dancing full out full out not marking they're going to be dancing full out i don't want no injuries i don't want to slip i don't want to hurt myself can someone please just use a broom and clean up the stage no the show's already going long Can, can you come on and just do your show right now I'm like, y'all are talking to me crazy. They're talking to Serena crazy. And again, you you only got a couple times to talk to her crazy. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I do the show. Everything's kind of going okay. Um, it's it's working. It's everything's. I'm I'm happy with it. All of a sudden, I went to go do Como La Flor, and all. And so I. There's like a dancer breakdown. I run backstage. I do my quick change. Quick change goes perfectly, by the way. Oh, my God. I'm so happy with it. Serena thought of an idea. She said, these pants, She so she made me wear three pairs of stockings. And then I put my pants on. So then when I sat in my chair, she could just slide the pants off. Because everything, all the jewels were sewn onto the pants. So they were going to stick. And with like sweat and socks and stuff. And then changing from boots to sneakers. She was like, no, bitch. We need to put you in um, pantyhose. So I have pantyhose on. And then she had like little makeup thing around my face to move the the clothes. Because I was wearing white. that The makeup wouldn't get on. We did that fucking. And we changed. We changed. Did a whole costume change from shoes to garments, to layers, to um, jewelry, a full to hats, a full costume change in under a minute. I was like, this is so sickening. Because I thought it was going to take the whole three minutes and 30 seconds, but like, it, it didn't. We were able to do it so quick. So I get on stage to go sing Como La Flor, wrong music. So I said, baby, you got to play the song before. Like, you got to rewind it back. 
They can't find the music. Something's going on. So then they they turn everything off. And then all of a sudden the crowd's like screaming Paulina. Paulina, Paulina. And I'm like, okay. And at that point, I no longer feel small. I don't, I don't, I don't, excuse me, I don't, I no longer feel big. I feel really, really small. I'm kind of shocked. I'm a little embarrassed. Because what you don't know is when technical difficulties happen, they don't blame the sound people. They don't blame none of them. It's the independent artists. It's y'all who unprofessional. It's y'all who ain't doing it right. Y'all, it's amateur hour now. So they they spiraling. But I was able to talk to the crowd, get to know them, win them over, and I sung for them a cappella. We sung, me and the crowd sung Como La Flor with Selena. I said, hey, guys, <laughs> it was so stupid. My fly king was like, now, you know, you dare wrong for asking them this question. It was a group of, Lat- a whole crowd full of Latinos. And I was like, do you guys like Selena? <laughs> He was like, now, bitch, you know good and goddamn well everybody loves Selena. So the crowd going crazy. I said, well, I really wanted to sing a song for you guys. It was Como La Flor. But, you know, so they were like, so they started singing. And so we started singing the song together. We're singing it. You know, I'm letting them sing their parts. They're singing it back to me. I'm touching their hands. And I'm winning the crowd over because before that, they were getting, like, at this point, there were so many technical difficulties, they were getting annoyed. They were like, bitch, come on now. This is some, keep the show going. We we really here to see Paulina. We don't mind watching some of these other acts, but y'all got to keep it going quicker. So I said, okay, I got to calm the audience down. I got to get them in a better mood. I got to make them happy. I got to crack some jokes. I'm So I was like, no, get back on stage, Solomon. Calm them down. Crack some jokes, make them happy, sing with them, hold their hand, get to know them until everything gets fixed. And then they got fixed. I did Como La Flor. They loved it. I closed my show. I won them over, walked off stage. Perfect. I get off stage and I'm hearing that the director is saying, I'll never invite him ever again. I said, who, me? Why, would you, why, why, why won't you invite me over? Why? What? What did I do? Mind you, I ain't cursed nobody out. I ain't said nothing. I'm not being rude to anyone. Everybody on here, the sound, the the cleaning people, everybody know this is the person who came and actually said hi to me and shook my hand. I've talked to every. I've I've been nice to every single person. You've never seen a diva moment from me. As a matter of fact, y'all niggas had me in a fucking storage unit, and y'all, I didn't say shit. I didn't say shit. I didn't. I didn't blow up. I didn't lose it. I was like, all right, these niggas got me in a story because you didn't, but you know, the show much go on. Because what did I say I was going to do? I'm going to let all that shit rock because I'm going to eat that stage up. That was my purpose. That was the whole point. Because after I get off that stage, I want you to feel bad for putting me in that motherfucking storage unit. You see how I just kept that crowd from going crazy? That's what entertainers do. That's what true talent does. They get on that stage and, and, and command the whole crowd and calm them down and put them back in a better mood after y'all fucking shit up. That's what, that's what true talent does. And I did that. So at this point, people have done piss Serena off. 
don't talk to her any sort of fucking way. They are over here talking about, I'm never inviting these people again, never inviting you over ever again. So Serena's pissed. And she's super protective over me. So she's like, you, because she knows, she knows she's been with me since day one. She's known me since I, well, I was fucking 13, 14 years old. She's seen all my performances. She's been there for all of them. So she knows all the bullshit. And she knew, she knows like he is one of the most professional people, she, if not the, that she's ever encountered. And we work our asses off tirelessly and literally sacrifice so much to make sure nothing goes wrong. And so she, rightfully, she should have been mad. But the way people treated her, talked to her, dismissed her, yeah, I'd be mad too. So Serena's, so I'll be honest, Serena's pissed. Caesar's pissed. People are, and people are not happy. I'm, we, it ain't the only ones. I, everyone's crew that was back there was pissed. The DJ's pissed. Everyone's pissed at this whole organization. I mean, this whole um, this whole festival. So we get back to my storage unit. <laughs> we start looking for water. And the directors come in and they're like, we're really sorry. That's never happened before. Da, 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 da. We, we, we. And one of the directors was like, some he's like we try to make these events to help make you guys and make turn you into this and may I, and I stopped him I said excuse me you can never make me because I've already been made and I mean I was letting him do his little thing but that set me off I said excuse me you cannot make me because I've already been made and he's like mm, well damn. But what I will say, and I'm not trying to drag those people down because ultimately they did want to, and they did apologize and they were, you know, and, you know, maybe next week when I have somebody reach out to them, we'll figure some shit out. But I will say the people organizing this, the people who were in charge, and I'm not talking about like just the volunteers, I'm talking about the people who were the directors and the the head people in charge of this said the wildest shit about every single performer there. The wildest shit. They didn't say no shit like, oh, this person was late or, oh, this person took a long time. Bitch, they were talking about people's kids. They were talking about people's divorces. They were calling performers cunts. Directors, not, not, again, not volunteers, not people in charge calling the performers and, and spilling out all their, their business, their divorces and police shit and messy, messy shit. I'm sitting there like, well, shit, if you could say this about everybody, what the fuck is you saying about me? Talking about people's kids. Just the why I, I was literally like, yo, this is wild. I can't believe this is what I'm listening to. This is the most unpro- like I I've I I've been doing again, I've been doing this for a very long time. I've never witnessed some shit like this ever again, ever in my life. You calling one of the headliners a cunt? 
and and then make an Instagram post praising her too. Oh, but oh, really? Because just just Saturday night, Saturday night she was a cunt. The <laughs> Saturday night she was a cunt. So I'm. What is it? <laughs> is she is she a, an amazing star now? But but just a couple just a couple moons ago she was a cunt. So I'm just. What is it? Please tell me. I'm just so confused. So that's where it is. And when that happened, people online were like, yo, they cut off Solomon's music. They had over 500, 600 comments on their post. Um, We ended up going to like the little VIP tent or whatever. I didn't really want to be there. Honestly, I really wanted to leave, but I stayed for my friends and my dancers and to support them and, you know, be there for them. I got caught up in one area where it was just a line of people wanting to take pictures with me. And every single person was like, you handled that so well. You handled that so well. Everybody, people are like, you made Mexicans proud. There was literally so many people were just like, can I take a picture with you? This was so, you, you handled that with such class, such grace. The way you were able to sing, she was like, I love your music. And people were like, um, the Selena thing was great. You should actually re-record that and actually release it. And um, I'm so proud to see Mexicans on stage and queer Mexican. Like, it was, it made me feel better. And it didn't make me feel like a shitty person, like a bad performer. I was like, maybe I did do a good job. Because I still was kind of like, I was beating myself up. But anyway, so at once that was done, we ended up going, I back, went back to my hotel. I went to sleep. Girl, I was tired. I was not, I was really exhausted. And um, yeah, we never heard back from them or anything like that until today they made a post. Um, and I didn't even know until somebody texted me and they're like, yo, shots fired. And I said, what are you talking about? And then I went on Snapchat and 17 people, 17 people of y'all um, sent me the thing. And when I looked at it, it was from like two minutes ago. And already 17 people on Snapchat already sent it to me. People were already texting it to me. I said, what is this? And they made a post about Maya and saying how she's a class act and there's technical difficulties and she's a true star and blah, 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 blah. And I said, this is so shady, and this is so low, and this is just very faggotry. It's just complete, utter faggotry. That's really what it is. It's just some actual faggotry, you know? And and then, then I commented on, on the post, and I was like, because the thing is, you're not going to throw shots at me. I'm not going to not defend myself. I'm going to stand up for myself. So I said what I said, and they didn't reply, but then they jumped in my DMs. Not an email, not a phone call, not an actual form of communication, but they jumped in my DMs. But, you know, professionalism is not something I really hold, you know, them accountable for anymore. But anyway, so they jumped into my DMs with, like, all these paragraphs of just all sorts of shit. And they're like, you're a great performer, you did a great job, blah, 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 but, you know... Um, this is why the phones didn't work and this is why this and I was like, this it's a little too little too late, bitch. Like what? 
And they're like, this is actually a post for Pulse victims who had a, um, who has PTSD. So it's not right for you to have all these hateful comments on here. And, and I'm like, if it's a post about Pulse, um, a Pulse victim, why you bring me in it? Why you bring technical difficulties in it? Anybody with a fucking clear sounding mind is going to understand you're throwing shots. So you mean to tell me for the last few days, everything you post has been hounded with nothing but negative comments. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you write a post like that, with that caption. But, but, but it's actually a post for the post, uh, a post for the pulse victims. If it's going to be a post for them, keep it about them. Don't bring me in it. What I got to do with it. Don't bring me in it. Because that's actually very disrespectful to them. While you over here saying it, I'm the one being disrespectful by leaving a comment. No, 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 no. Let's keep it. Let's keep it a stack. Don't throw stones and then hide your hand. Don't. That's what. Mm-mm. And and you look stupid anyways because everybody can see through it. And that's the thing I keep trying to tell people: how y'all really be underestimating the people on the internet. You don't think people can't smell through the bullshit? You don't think people can, like, see what the fuck you doing? Especially my followers. We, some girls cut from a different cloth, baby. We got, we got some, some heads on our shoulders, all right? And they screwed on pretty tight. Don't insult our intelligence with some bullshit like that. Oh, this was a post. This is actually for one of the, the victims, and he had PTSD. Then let's let's stay on the PTSD, baby. Let's let's focus on that. Don't bring me into it. Leave me the fuck out of it. So there's that. I know that is a very long story, but I just wanted to say that is the reason why I wasn't happy, and I'm still not like mad. You know, the the crazy thing is I'm still not even mad. I'm I'm sure that's probably hard to believe, but like, I really don't care. I knew, like I said before, I managed my expectations. I knew this was going to be some bullshit. The shit that I'm mad, not mad about, but it's like, don't play me. You know? And I told when I, the board of directors, when they came in, I said, I'm good. I'm going to be good. I'm going to always be good. All right? I don't need to get booked by y'all again. I don't need to be booked by anybody ever again. Quiet as it's kept. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm booked every day. My life is booked. I make money in my sleep. I'm booked, 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 booked. I don't need anybody. I'm good. Okay. I'm Gucci. That's the reason why I could be a loud mouth. That's the reason why I can call motherfuckers out. Cause I ain't got nothing to lose. You can never take nothing from me. I got everything I need. I am my sole provider. Y'all, what you eat don't make me shit. Okay? I'm good. But what's not good is how you treated my team and my people. That I don't like. I'm protective over them. My dancers, the people who work for me, Rob, Fly King, all, even his dancers. The amount of disrespect. They're hardworking people artists and they deserve the respect and and we we like i said we ain't like some random ass artist who just picked up off the motherfucking street who don't have a catalog or don't know what the fuck we doing we've been doing this for a very long time so i'm not even like i don't really care about me i'm good 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd actually, they gave me the check, bitch. I didn't even know what a check was for a, for, for a couple of days. I had to ask her and say, where, where you put this check? She said, I put it in your bag. I said, which one? She said, the YSL. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I haven't been in that bag in a while. So, I'll, when I get a chance, I'll look at it. Still ain't cashed the check. And it's not like it's not a real check. It's actually a good, decent-sized check. <laughs> you know? It's a good one. Still ain't cashed it? Not saying I won't, bitch. I'll, I'll cash anything. Bitch, I'll, I'll be cashing 20-cent checks, bitch. If it got my name in it, I'll get it. It may not be cashed immediately, but eventually I'll keep it in my glove compartment. And when I'm close to a bank, I'll put it through the drive-thru. But, um, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm so good. And I'm not mad about it. It's just I don't like how you treat the people I work with. And then I don't like how you belittle them and berate them. And then and then make a post like that. See, it could have been all Gucci. You know what I'm saying? It could have been all Gucci and I would have let it rock. I would have been like, you know what? They tried to do something good for queer artists. They fucked up. Let it rock. You know, I'm going to let it rock. But after that post, I'm like, nah, you want a little bit of smoke? I got some smoke. I really do. I'm really the girl with the smoke. <laughs> so that's what happened. Um, I'll keep y'all updated. Again, I appreciate people for being so supportive and always having my back. I really appreciate y'all. Um it 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 always feels good to know that like people understand where I'm coming from. You know, I think sometimes when you're in this industry, and not even you know, I don't even want to say in this industry, in in, in you could be in anything. You could be you feel like you're in a room and you just be yelling and and it's like nobody's listening to you. Or people be thinking you crazy. And for, for me to be able to be like, nah, let me tell you what happened. For y'all, to even before you even get the whole scoop, be like, nah, that's not even Solomon's character. That's not even how Solomon moved and shaped. That's not even, that don't even sound right. And for y'all to just believe me off a jump, I really appreciate that. Um, But yeah, so there's that. I'm going to now get into my phone call with my two friends, these are some great performers. It's Rob B, also known as Heartthrob Rob, who's a great rapper. I've known him since I was 19. We actually started together in a rap group together. It was called The Black Market. Um, I was, his name was Robbie Duh, and mine was Saul B. Oh my God. Did my phone turn off? Hold on, let me see. Um, and then. Fly King, I've known him since 2007, too. And, yeah, and, and it's we've always kind of worked together. We have a couple tracks together. I really, really, really admire these people a lot. Um, yeah, so I've decided to call them It Is Late, and I just landed. So I know it's late for them, but I wanted them to get on this podcast and just share how it how you know just their perspective and yeah so there's that and here they go all right and so up now we actually have my friends on the podcast and we're going to talk about 
some things that went on in Miami Beach Pride and get everyone else's perspectives and tell their accounts. Um, so with on the podcast, bitch, what are you doing in the back? Oh, sorry, bitch. <laughs> So on the podcast, we have both of my friends. We have the talented heartthrob Rob, Rob B. Say hello. Hey, what up? You know and then, get your oh my God. And then we have the very talented rapper, Fly King Eye. Say hello. Hi, guys. Okay, let me one. Let me. All right, so where do we begin, guys? Like, what? Where do we even fucking begin? From the beginning, that's where oh, okay. all great tales begin. From the very start, this is a tale as old as time. A tale as old as time. See, that's what people don't understand. That's what people need to really, really understand that this is not a, you know, the term when people they say people just jumping out the window. This was yeah, we jumped out the window, but it was like we went up so many floors. We went up seventy seven floors <laughs> and was on each floor before we jumped out. So it's really from like. A long time ago, this was supposed to happen, and it's crazy how it's just going down like this for real. So, <clears throat> I think there's like this misconception that um, people think maybe we're blowing this out of proportion. You know, technical difficulties do happen with performers right. all the time. You know, as a true performer, you got to roll with the punches. You, the show must go on. Blah blah blah. Woo doo woo woo. So, <clears throat> of course, that is very true. The show must go on. Um, as I've just previously stated earlier on, um, before you guys were on the show, I did talk about my set and how I sung Como La Flor and worked on that and gained the crowd back, blah, blah, blah. So the show still went on and we still ate the stage, but explain to, give me y'all's perspective on why it's a bigger issue. Well, for me... So, yeah, the show must go on. I mean, like, any any real artist is really going to know that the show must go on and you're going to, you know, you're going to pay it forward, right? Because it's not about you. It's about the audience. It's about completing the experience for them. But more often than not, the artist has to take, the, you know, the brunt of the bad experience, you know, and carry it on their shoulders and carry the cross. And it, for me, it's more so the ex, the full-on experience as a whole and not just the technical difficulties because those things do happen. You know, Always. It's, it's human error and those things. But the, the thing that, like, really, really rattled my nerves was the lack of accountability and the lack of professionalism as far as the way that they handled it on their part because there w there was no responsibility for it you know that like till this day i still haven't received an apology from them you know and the least that they could have done is to make sure that everybody that you know experienced you experienced anything that was subpar at least got an apology you know like I didn't get an email. I didn't get a call. I didn't get any. I didn't get anything of that nature. And I was just like, okay, well, you're just playing us for fools, you know? How often do indie artists just really get thrown under the bus and pushed to the side and be treated like mediocre acts when we're rising to the occasion? 
we're putting in effort, we're putting in the rehearsals, we're putting in the due diligence, and to not even have the common decency to an extent an apology on behalf of something that was out of our hands in the first place. You so know? My thing is, <clears throat> it's like, like, they just don't deem it as, I think, serious enough to an apology to, to apologize because my thing is not so much the technical difficulties that happened that night it's the fact that i'm over here looking at 14 unread emails and in every single one of those i'm talking about what video files do you need what do you need from me to bring to the the sound person can i get in contact with the sound person all these unanswered emails. And I said, you know what? And this is what I explained earlier is I tried my hardest to not only prevent technical difficulties, but I tried my hardest to work with you guys to figure out what is your skill set so I can become prepared and have everything ready so that there are no technical difficulties. So when I hit that stage and there are technical difficulties, I'm going to be mad because I'm going to keep thinking about all those 14 unread emails that went unanswered. And the fact that the, the sound guy, I never was able to actually meet Lazaro or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, Rich's phone number was changed the night, the day of the performance. So there was all these different things that were just were not hitting. So it's like, my issue is this could have all been prevented if, and it's like, we look like we're unprofessional. It's never Miami Beach Pride. It's never any other venue or the backup dancers or the DJ or the sound or the lighting. It's, it's us. It's the performer. When I've busted my ass off, just as y'all have for weeks, if not months, and honestly, years of being a performer to make sure, you know what? Bullshit always goes down. Let me become prepared. Let me have a plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. And y'all niggas negated all, all of them. And that's the reason why I was... And that's really not why I was mad. But that's when I still was like, fuck. Y'all done fucked up the damn sound when this could have been prevented. Well, like, to, to even speak on that, it's like even showing up for the sound check in itself was a complete debacle like in general we're getting messages from them being like okay well me and fly gotta split this hour which i don't really give a fuck because i can get my sound check done in a half an hour like provided they're there ready to execute it so let me set it up for the listeners so as I, i kind of briefly touched on earlier in the podcast we did not find out our sound check till maybe like a day prior. Uh, mind you, mind you, Paulina's sound check was already ready. All the celebrities, quote unquote, celebrities sound check. Everybody had their slots. I were e- I was emailing them for a solid two weeks. Two weeks. When is my sound check? When is my sound check? When is my sound check? I wasn't emailing them just because I wanted to just know for myself. I need to relay this to my my dancers so they can have their schedule on set. There's I'm I'm a planner. So I, I didn't find out till virtually the day before, actually the day before, the night before, that my sound check was at nine and y'all's was at eight, eight o'clock, and you had to split both of them. Till that day, till that morning, 
It was 8.30. Serena's over here trying to get a hold of Rich. His phone number's not working. Nobody's answering their phone numbers. We, to that, 30 minutes before my sound check, we had no idea where we were even going. So, so, so I set that up. What happened when you guys arrived at Soundcheck? So, I was emailing them, or, yeah, and I was like, okay, so it's got to be there at 8. Okay, let me leave a little early so I can get my hot tea and my honey and, you know, what I needed to do to just, you know, prepare for that. I showed up at 7.45. Hella early, bitch. The fuck it, because I was like, okay, let me make sure that my shit is good so Fly has enough time to run through his shit and we're not infringing on any other artist's time and being courteous and professional. And I was in shambles at this time. <laughs> Wait, why were you in shambles? I was in shambles because <laughs> I was a fool to believe that I was gonna have a room that had Wi Fi. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just download my video when I get to the room like I always do it always works and then boom because the, the, the hotel wi-fi usually be like littered in your phone so I get there and they like oh the the we doing an update and I was like not an update not a system update so then by the time I get with Rob and he's like well I'm gonna go to Starbucks so I'm like cool I got a little bit of time because I still wanted to be professional and be on time so then we both get there and what happened Rob so I show up nobody's there um there's one dude walking it was a bunch of sand no one no one <laughs> no one greeted us i'm standing there like trying to like figure out who's the handler that i need to speak to right no one's engaging no one got a walkie so like finally i text the dude and he's like okay i'm on my way i'm driving and i was like okay well the video dudes are not even here and that's who is supposed to be handling my shit Mind you, I sent in my files earlier in the week so that this could all have been, you know, bypassed, right? So finally, the dude shows up, and the video dude shows up. He pulls up the files. He's like, oh, no, this is going to need to be converted. And it's like, okay, that's going to take an hour and a half. And it's like, okay, well, why wasn't this done preemptively before the day of, you know? In fact, why wasn't any of the sound systems or, set up the day prior to the Yeah, you got to stop some on. of this stuff and really dig, dig deeper than this. Now, let me, let me pause you right there. Talking about the file needed to be converted, literally, I'm going to go right back to the 14 unanswered emails because in those 14 unanswered emails, I said, what files do you need? What exactly do you need? What formats do you need? Go ahead. So... He's pulling up the files. I have the files, you know, my backup files on my USB drive because, you know, you always come prepared. And so he's opening the the other files that were given to him. And he's asking me about the other artists' files. And I'm like, well, I don't know anything about X, Y, and Z artists. Like, I don't know them. I don't, I don't know them at all. Like, and so then he's like, well... I understand that you only care about yourself, but, you know, we need to... Well, I was like, oh, well, excuse me, this is my allocated time to for soundcheck. I don't understand why this wasn't relayed to you by somebody above us. The fuck I gotta use my allocated soundcheck time to help you with some other artists? What the fuck that gotta do with me? But if that's, not even, that's not even the point. The point was, on top of that, he clearly and physically looked like he was upset. Like, yep. he was grabbing his head, 
Like, he was mad. Like, he's the person. Like, he got an attitude with you. Like, he's upset with you. You're ruining his morning. He said he ain't have a blunt, all of that. Yeah, and it was just, like, it was just really rude and just a very big turnoff. And then he say something about the fact that your file was too long. say like where you're like oh something about wi-fi because we were told about they were kept pushing this dropbox bullshit and didn't he like flippantly was like why would we have wi-fi we're at the beach yeah that's what i just said he said we're at the beach why would i have wi-fi no why would they have wi-fi i said no sir i have a mobile hotspot then he says oh yeah i have one too so where was that energy when I initially said, how can we download it? If you paying on your bill that you got a hotspot, why <laughs> now it take me to remind you about the payments that you making each month on your phone? This is the shit. Like people like that don't have critical thinking and common sense skills should not be hired for the job. They're going to ruin all. the whole thing. And I think the a lot of it too is that pride has become this thing where stakeholders and advertisers have gathered around to sell vodka, but are we really pushing the queer culture forward at the end of the day? Like, this is, like, this is not helping nobody but stakeholders and advertisers. They weren't doing anything to, like, besides making us feel like we were being a nuisance. Yeah. Or asking for the yes. bare minimum of what is expected for a sound check. Mind you, yes. we didn't even start sound check till a cool 9.30, 9.45. Yep. Maybe. And it was like, by that time, we had already gone into somebody else's 
a lot of time because I didn't even finish my sound check to a cool 1030 because of the technical difficulties that they were still encountering, you know, like they didn't have anything set up. Like the in-ear monitors weren't working. They didn't fit. Like, wait, no, Rob, they told you, you, they told you that your audio wasn't going to work because you have audio and video and you need to separate the two and down. Yeah, which, which ended up not even being an issue. And it was just him being difficult because he didn't want to figure it out in the first place. Everything you said to him, he was like, no, it's impossible. And then you'd be like, but what about this? This will fit in the keyhole and we'll <laughs> unlock the door. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And it's <laughs> like, well, what, what the fuck? If I can fix if I can a plan that's real fast and it fixes the solution, I feel like you're not exonerating your options when you're doing this festival, like you're, when you're doing this job. You're not saying to myself, like, is it impossible for me to get out of here, like, honestly and realistically, instead of saying, nope, we can't do it. Oop. And it could never happen. And then it's like, you have to form too. So you're telling me, oh, my video's not going to work. My audio's not going to work. So you're you're spiraling in your head and still have to perform tonight in front of all of these people. And it's just like, this is not how you treat people at all, even whether you know them, you've heard of them or not. Exactly. Because ultimately it's like, my thing was, it's just not a good feeling to have to come into something so late and have no one you don't no one knows anything. People are changing their numbers. Everyone's ignoring you. You know, they fucked up the hotels. They fucked up transportation. Nothing that's been agreed upon. Even things that are actually in the actual agreement. Nothing's agreed upon. You you remember we were supposed to go to that VIP gala the night before? Yep. We never got our tickets for that. They never put us down on a list. But I know those influencers were there. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that we were just so disregarded, it was kind of giving me, and I talked about this earlier, I was kind of having like a panic attack when I went back to my hotel and I was like, Serena was trying to calm me down. And they were like, you know, drink a little bit of wine, calm down, watch um, forensic files and just, you know, because I was spiraling because I'm like, my whole show is going to be fucked up because I did not leave that sound check feeling like they knew what they were doing. And all I felt like was being rushed. And the um, stage manager was like, when am I going to get my stage back? When are y'all done? When do you get, when do you leave? When do you leave? And I'm like, my nigga, we haven't even done a full run through. Y'all over here can't even, don't even know how to press play on a fucking file. What are you talking about? When am I done? When are y'all going to learn how to press play on the damn file? I'm conf- When are you ready? You know what I'm saying? Like, you over here. Um, and then the thing that really annoyed me the most <clears throat> is there was so much sand on the stage that my dancer ended up having like a six, seven inch gash on his knee and was bleeding. And they were like, um, when are you done? When are you leaving? And I'm like, can I at least pay attention to my my dancer who literally just tripped on your stage and 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 pay attention to him because this seems like a little bit of a liability issue so it will behoove you to let me take care of it and let me and my team make sure he's okay and you give us a little bit at least 2 to 3 minutes to put a fucking band-aid or a bandage on him so he can stop bleeding instead of worrying about when are you getting off the stage so we can um move on with sound check 
the discourse for me about the whole the whole fucking weekend is everything had to be micromanaged. Everything. Oh my god! And Every fucking thing. And it's like I'm there to to execute my show and to take care of everything that's regarding my set and to make sure that that runs smoothly and I shouldn't have to worry about secondary things that should be seamlessly handled by yeah. our the teams. There were no handlers for the separate artists. We were all put under the umbrella of a stage manager that came on last minute and had you know little to no idea what was really going on. Um, they I had to personally call them to get a transportation from the hotel to the stage because otherwise we would have had to walk in this 95 degree weather in this humidity. Wait, didn't you also have to walk? I walked back after the stage or after the show. After the show. Yeah, in the rain. Wait, 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 wait. I think it's important to mention just for just for everybody's understanding that it's not a oh the divas didn't want to walk. It's that we was in Miami. It was very hot. When you're performing, you got your mug together, you got your outfits and stuff. You you we you could as soon as you walked outside, you were sweating, and you don't want to do that to your performance outfit. So that's why that's no, important to say. I don't think it's at all diva behavior to ask for a ride from the hotel to the venue. Mm-hmm. That is a bare that is a, that's a bare minimum essential like agreement that your artist is you know on the marks they're going you know point a point b get them there at this exact time to make sure that they have you know adequate amount of time before the set to get their shit together to put on the show you know what i mean and it's like even when we got to the set or stage like what they had like tarps set up for us like with no like no ac no light no no mirror, light y'all had no light no nothing. it was no light and we performed at like 7 30 at 8 at night if we didn't even have our names on the little tarps like i've never performed somewhere and they didn't have your name that somebody didn't get on at least microsoft office and put together a spreadsheet <laughs> with your name like you that's the bare that's the bare minimum like Not the microsoft office like me and my me and my dancers were changing in the dark. Like we had to use mm-hmm. my cell phone light. Right. To get ready. And it's with no Wi Fi. It's just embarrassing. Yeah, it doesn't make you feel good because you and then on top it was like <clears throat> we had to walk through the sand. They were like, Oh, we're gonna get you guys go karts to transport you from this to this to that. Literally every fucking thing they said they're gonna do. Not one thing went on. And the thing that really annoys me more than anything, and I'm going to probably, once I close um, the conversation with y'all, I'm going to go back into it. But the thing that really annoyed me was they kept making all these comments about Serena and her being on top of people and blah, blah, blah. Serena is such an organized type of person. And it really was annoying because it's like, we shouldn't have to micromanage you for just the smallest amount of stuff. We were asking you before before I got on stage, I said, can you at least, before the performance, 
can we at least just sweep off some of the sand so my dancers who are now dancing at full capacity, not a run through, are actually dancing, don't bust their ass again. And myself, can you do that? No, 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 no. We don't have time for that. You just need to get off sta- on stage so we can... Well, you know why they didn't have time for that was because they misquoted Nitty Scott's um, time for her to be on stage and to do her performance. And there was a big fucking like deal with that shit because they had promised her like an hour or something for her set and they cut it down to 30 minutes. So after, like right before her set, they were coming to us being like, well, how long is your guys' set? Because we need to make up time. Um, because she even brought out a contract to say, hey, no, I have this contract that states otherwise than what you guys had promised or like saying now. And so it's just like, again, the artists are having to come in and do other people's job, you know? And, like, I don't want to hear that before I go on, that, like, oh, I need to rush my shit. Because that now just makes me think, when y'all fucked it up, is you guys were rushing the whole fucking time and not having enough time to execute properly because you guys are frantically trying to, you know, make up for lost time that y'all misplaced but also how the fuck am i supposed to make how the fuck am i supposed to make my my shit faster or shorter it's already a set time how am i supposed to so now i'm supposed to actually get back on my computer and re-edit my files again and resubmit them that's what you want me to do last minute they didn't even they didn't even introduce me under the right name Oh, let's get into... Okay, so... Let's get into that. Let's talk about that. Let's Let's talk talk about about that. that. Because y'all got to understand, it's so much shit. There's so much. It's like... I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some other things on this podcast. It's literally so many small little details. And we're going to get into all of them. So, Fly, who wants... Wait, who, who performed first? I did. I did. Okay, go. Okay, so... <clears throat> um... We was backstage and like I don't know, I don't know who's who. Then nobody had no name badges, you know. They didn't have a bare minimum. So anyway, he comes up to me and he introduces me to the lady that's doing the hosting. I've never even heard of this lady. I thought it would have been somebody like a drag queen or somebody that we kind of know or you know was giving some tea. But it looked like one of the volunteers like, hey, you want to host it? So <laughs> they had her. She asked me my name like eighty times. I was like, it's Fly King Eye. She was like, King Fly Eye, Fly the Eye King. Like she was mixing it up, and then I was like, no, it's Fly King Eye. That she went out there. The DJ turns down the music from maximum to minimum, and she's like, coming to the stage, Fly King Eye, and she runs back. Now I'm sitting here like, <laughs> first of all, when you turn down the music, the audience is already like, damn, what what's going to happen? What's going on? What was that? So they don't even know what's going on. So then they play in my video. Then they start the video like in the middle. So I'm telling the DJ, like, that's not it. You gotta start it from the beginning. I'm not about to come. I'm not coming out, then my shit not right. Like, I'm not gonna come out. Then they start chanting, Paulina, Paulina, boo, get it together. So now I'm feeling crazy and I gotta come out here and perform in front of these people. Nobody, and when I'm saying this, the problem, another thing that needs to be mentioned is I had to step in and, and communicate with everybody. Nobody was communicating with me anything. When I first got backstage about to perform, the DJ came up to me and was like, well, who got your music? The mic guy gave me the mic and was like, there you go, but I don't know who have your music, so you got to perform and you don't know who. And it's like, but I did a sound check and they had my music. So why not? So what happened? Did somebody come and steal the music? Because how do you now not 
have my music. So then they finally get the video playing, and they had this, like, rainbow flag in the front of it. So, but that wasn't my video, so I can't even see. So I had an intro on my video, but they fucked up my intro. So the, um, the lady, the young lady that came out to introduce me messed up my intro. So it's already, like, no one knows what's going on. They shouting for Paulina. So then the video comes on, and y'all messed up my intro. So now people are really confused on what is even happening. So I come running out, and I end up doing the track, and, you know, it ended up being okay from that point forward. But it was just like, I just thank the Lord for letting me able to be able to persevere through that, because it was definitely, an, I was shitting bricks on the inside, like Diamond from a Players Club said. <laughs> but my thing is, that's such a shitty introduction to, especially when an audience who may not know you, because now they're already like, right. it's not Miami Beach's pride's fault. It's nobody else's fault. It's your fault. So now they're like, now we got to sit through this amateur hour. Now look at this amateur. He don't even got his sound right. He, everything is all fucked up. So now it's your fault. And so now you got to work five times harder to win the crowd right. over. Right, right. So it's different if a bigger name, if it happens to a bigger name artist, but if you're an independent artist, it needs to be made clear. This is who it is. This is what they do. Give it up to him. Woo! It's about to be lit, y'all. Right? Because that's, what that. they, because that's what they come back to you on and try to sell it on. It's like, oh, we're we're giving you this platform. Well, you ain't even giving me the Thank platform you. correctly. You Correct. Don't give it to me then, nigga. You aren't even handing off the baton. Right? You're not even giving you know me the platform. I've never performed at a Pride where they have not did the due diligence of, you know, having, like, a proper introduction. You know? First of all, I'm so sorry, Rob, but I'm putting that in the, at the end of my email signature. Like, before, you, when I, before I even reply... You're not even going to give me the platform, so don't even bring that into the negotiation. I love that. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> like... my thing is, like, how are you going to have this this host? How are you going to be hosting, you know, and introducing <laughs> artists after each performance, and all you're going to say is, now to the stage, Fly King Eye. Bitch, you could have just had the DJ do that. Why would you hire somebody and cut them a check? to have them host. Bitch, instead of that, <clears throat> what you could have been doing was cutting the check to the Uber to make sure we get to the venue on time. You could be cutting the check to the sound people so you can hire the correct sound people. You could be cutting the check to a lot of other motherfuckers to make sure that the show goes on good. But instead, you cut the check Priority. to a person who all they doing is getting on the mic and 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 um and saying, hey, welcome to the stage, Fly King Eye. <laughs> Bitch, what you need to be doing is you need to be like... <clears throat> And now, we got one of the most sickening battle rappers ever. He just did so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. Introduce the bitch. You could have got, you could have plugged anybody in the motherfucking audience and said, bitch, you want a couple drink tickets? Introduce these next people. Say, you could have sent an email and asked each artist, hey, what would you like us to say for your ma intro? Ma'am, let me tell you. I'm going to cut you off right there. Send an email. Be prepared. <laughs> do your homework. Oh, no, girl, you asking for too much. You're doing too much. You asking for too much. Mm -hmm. Now you being a diva. diva. Yeah, you, you doing too much. Be a pride that's performed How dare you? They haven't asked for a little bio as an introduction, so that way they can give a little background on the artist before that they show up. I mean, I performed at DTLA Pride. They did it when I was in New York. Ross Everybody Matthews does that. Did it and like it's Everybody all you know. It. They have the courtesy of being able to 
to to set you up for you to have like that confidence to enter yeah. the stage and to grasp the audience because they've already been preconditioned to be like okay i i have some idea of what to expect you know and to be honest the whole the whole fucking audio crew video crew was giving me very much like that's someone's yeah, why? cousin. No, like that's someone's cousin. Like they be doing the backyard boogies, you know? Like not that, the- like <laughs> like like they came straight from the quinceanera. <laughs> they came straight from the quinceanera. So so we so Fly just talked about his technical difficulties. Rob, tell us about yours. So like so so straight off the bat, like they're still running around Francis trying to figure shit out. And so they line us up. I'm ready on the side. You know, I'm I'm actually I'm feeling decent. Then I hear homegirl mispronounce my name and set me up wrong. And I'm like, at that point I was like, okay, this is what it's gonna be like. Anyways, I go out there. I was killing it. I'm be dead ass honest. I was killing it. Like, I, bitch, I saw that little. Hold on. We have to acknowledge if y'all don't. It's on your Instagram story, right? I mean, your Instagram page. Rob is basically, she gave a fucking ripperway outfit. She came on with a two-piece and ripped it off like Britney Spears at the 2000 VMAs. And she had her little thong and her little booty shorts on. You ate it, bitch. Like, I, I came prepared. I did my homework. I even set up the video and audio so that there was no way they could fuck up the synchronicity yeah. of my performance. I put in the breaks for when I was going to talk to the audience. I put in the breaks for when my dancers were going to go and do their thing and I could give them their proper their proper applause and have the audience give them their flowers. And I was, you know, what really pissed me off is I was performing my new single, which, you know, I've only been like, performing and not really pushing in any other capacity and the whole thing just shut down mid and like, so I'm still on stage rapping my, I, cause I, you know bitch I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish the, I'm gonna finish the 16 okay. so I finished the 16 and I look around and I'm like bitch the whole fucking shit is dark like <gasps> let's just shut off right so I'm like okay like let me but I just don't know how down. like how I don't know. They had too much shit plugged into the extension cord. I don't know. Not like, the extension cord. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe an outlet got wet. I don't know what was going on. Maybe you know they didn't convert the video like they say they were. Somebody going to tripped do. on the cord. It's giving that. Like somebody tripped in the back. I don't know. Maybe they didn't pay the bill. But mind you, at this point, I ain't even have a microphone yet, and I'm performing during Rob's set. Keep that oh, in mind. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> and so. So, like, everything goes off, and I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what's going on. I was playing with the audience a little bit and was like, bitch, we just have to sit down. We're that hot. Like, damn, you know, we live wire, right? And so I'm like, okay, let me go. No one's on the side. My, nobody's on the side of the stage. Nobody's right. like, Nobody. here, like, trying to figure it out. Nobody's so there, shit. I walk to the side of the stage, and I look back. Nobody's doing anything. <laughs> Nobody's nobody like there, there's nobody scrambling. No one there's no handler coming over being like, oh, X, Y, and Z is happening. We got it. No <laughs> explanation. You know, they're not pulling the microphone to me to like address the audience to be like, hey yo, because None of that. I had the crowd in the palm of my hand. Yep. Like I had them eating eating it up. 
And then for me to go from having the crowd at that level to, you know, bitch, they were just like, okay, whatever. Lights are on. They disperse like roaches. And it was just like... They was like, well, I guess they'll come back on whenever they come back on. Like, but bitch, they didn't play? have my... Sh- they Nothing changed. Like, it was... Nothing. You know what? Nobody, nobody came over to be like, hey, this is what's happening. You Nobody. Know? Eventually, someone came over and be like, oh, we're going to give you the last song. Well, it was like, okay, well, what about... The rest the of the song. shit. Yeah, what about the other song and a half that I had to do? Bitch, they, what if they, what if, what if they was, I mean, I don't know, but what if, maybe because you know you're like, they was wanted you to do your set shorter. What if they would have been like, bitch, let's just cut it shorter. And well, it took them 20 minutes to get to that song. That because wild. then what they did is they kind of ruined my last song by that's what the video at a yeah. higher pitch and a higher speed. What? I was like, okay. What what the fuck's going on? Hold on, 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 hold on. How the fuck, bitch? This is the reason why. Cause they were like Solomon, your people were so mean. Caesar, and Caesar is such a very chill. Like he don't really be get when Caesar was at. Cause Caesar went and sat next into the sound person and watched him. He said, "Do not fucking touch shit." He said, "Just push play and don't do anything." How the fuck, if all you got to do is push play on a motherfucking file, why are you changing the pitch, the tempo, the how, how are you changing stuff? Why are you doing editing? You are not the producer. What are you doing? How how did we even get to all the changing the pitch and the tempo? What the fuck? What was y'all doing? Just push play and leave it the fuck alone. It gave, he know his software doesn't, la- his computer software or hard drive don't last, but at least 13 minutes. So instead of him saying that, he want to say, oh, this long video. And it's like, bro, well, if your shit don't work, if you ain't got the updated equipment, then just say that. You don't know how to work it or whatever you're supposed to do, then just say that. Because he gave real, like, amateur. It was all, all of them did. Like, all the of them. Bear- could barely turn on the mic. He looked, we like, can you turn this on? He like, he looking for it. Like, where is it over here? And it's like, you asking me? It's your mic. Like, what is, what is, yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring this mic from home. It's your mic. You, it, you came with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The volumes on the mic didn't even match. They didn't. Like, no, they didn't. <laughs> because I had to switch out my mic during sound check because it wasn't. You couldn't hear it on the monitors, and it's like you know, I bitch, I'm rapping my ass off, you know, like you know, I had a, a light backtrack because it's out, it's an outside venue, and it's like I can't account for acoustics, and like you know, yeah. I don't got no hype man there. So, but let I, me, you know, let me stop you right there. The fact that you said it's an outdoor event, I can't account for acoustics. That sounds like somebody who's a professional who's been working in music for a long time who's been performing who knows their shit so that's why i that's why i don't want to i don't want to hear no shit about you're not professional you ain't professional i've been doing this and i've been working in fucking sound since 2007 now i don't know how long they've been working in sound i've been working in sound and working as an actual musician since 2007 so we came prepared 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 and we became extra prepared. So I, the whole being professional and stuff, y'all could really fucking miss me with that bullshit. You know, they played it. So now let's talk about what they really fucking played. Because 
when everything went down, they had about almost 600 something comments on a post. When they, they posted after Paulina got off stage, they posted um, a little video of her. And on that alone, there were, I don't know if there was a lot of comments for Paulina. I'm sure maybe there was one, maybe two, but um, 600 of them was about me. And then the next post, another 200 were about me. 300, they deleted. So then they put, so they already know that, the, you know, the girls are upset. So they already know that this Instagram is being watched and it's hot. So earlier today, they made a post and I'm actually going to just read it um, for the listeners. They made a post with Maya as Maya was part of the show. Let me just read you guys the post. Where is it? This is their caption. And it reads, um, okay. It says, Miami Beach Pride would like to give a shout out to an absolutely amazing artist, Maya. Maya did something very special for one of our community members. We had a Pulse nightclub survivor join us for Pride who had a traumatic experience during the fireworks show. Maya went out of her way and specifically asked to meet this individual. She held their hand, thanked them, in all quotes, and spent time talking with them. The class and grace of this artist is untouchable. I thought that's where the post was going to end, but it keeps going. Not only that, but Pride unfortunately had some technical issues during some of the artist's set. There should be a apostrophe for that artist, but whatever. Um, Maya and her team took it in strides, worked with our team hand in hand, and when the problems were fixed, she put on one hell of an amazing show. She rose through the challenges like the true, in all caps, star that she is. And when, a, when one of our own was hurting, she held out her hand and gave them support. We're still not done. Third paragraph. We cannot express the gratitude of the admi administration and the love we all share for this incredible artist. We can't wait to work with you again. You are always welcome at Miami Beach Pride. Maya, you truly are a, in all quotes, I mean, in all caps, class act. We stand. So then, of course, then I reply, because... That sounds like you taking shots at me, and that's fine, because I'm the girl who who can hang. I'm not like these other artists who will sit back and be like, you know, I'm just gonna just, I'm just gonna eat it, nah, bitch. Because the thing is, I actually don't need this booking. I actually don't need this. I make my money in my sleep. So I ended up replying, I said, very happy Maya was able to work with your team instead of emails ignored and phone numbers changed day of show. I'm also sure her team wasn't put in a storage unit either. And I'm also sure she wasn't called a cunt like the other female headliner on the Latin stage was called by a director for Pride. But anyways, hopefully queer artists get the same professionalism and respect that's always extended to artists outside of our community. So, after that happened, Miami Beach Pride ends up DMing me. Damn near five paragraphs. A lot of fucking shit. Just a lot of like, you're a great performer. We're ah, sorry ah, this ah. happened. Blah, blah, blah. We, nothing publicly. Just continuously. Just, you know, nothing public. 
And then goes on to say, because this is their second time asking me personally to tell my followers to leave them alone, that this post is about Pulse survivors and there's such hateful comments on this post and this post is supposed to be about a Pulse survivor who had a PTSD attack. So they don't have PSD from that performance and from their lack of like acknowledgement and accountability. How you how you come with some master manipulator shit? There's some really toxic abuser behavior to to literally use an interaction with Maya and like a full survivor as a vessel for them to you know pop shots at other artists because they were feeling the heat from the backlash that they had gotten over the weekend. And to to put that in there is some really shady, sly-ass shit. And it's tr- actually very disgusting. It's gross. It's very gross. Very. Aside from the fact, Maya probably like, yeah. bitch, why y'all drag me in this? Yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> so what are y'all's thoughts on that? When I'm reading it and comprehending, right, I didn't get that it was about a post victim. I got that Maya was a class act yep. who didn't allow technical difficulties to deter her from being a wonderful class act, unlike some arts. That's what it gave. Like, so That's don't talk to me like that and try to gaslight me like I didn't score highly in reading comprehension. That paragraph was not about no Maya and none of that. The whole thing, you know, it, it was not about none of that. It's not about Post was so vulnerable. I feel like just letting everybody know, like, Post was a gay club in Orlando, Florida that was infamously shot up as one of the most tragic events that has happened within the gay community for those who might not even know what Post is. So for her, for them to do that was just, it's, y'all taking it entirely too far. Too like, far. <laughs> and they'd be like, you're not, so the thing is, I've said this before on my podcast, is it's very annoying for people to underestimate people on the internet. I'm not stupid, neither are my followers. And nobody is stupid. People can smell the bullshit from a mile away. Nobody read that shit and thought, wow, that was such a nice thing. Let's think about the Pulse victim. The Pulse victim, that's not what it fucking gave. Because if it was supposed to be about the motherfucking Pulse victim and fucking Maya performing and, and, and being with the um, the victim and shit, then keep it just that. Don't mention no class act. Don't mention her being the true star in all caps. Don't do no shady shit, no subliminals, no technical difficulties. Don't even mention no technical difficulties. Don't keep it. Keep it a buck and keep it right on the motherfucking money. Let's talk about the Pulse victim. Let's keep it where it's at. But don't throw fucking stones and then hide your hands and be like, oh, no, y'all taking it too far. Did we? Did we? Because what I think you took it too far is you're using a a, a Grammy award-winning artist as well as people who actually suffer from PTSD and were victims of that shooting, and you're using them to be to for yourself to play the victim to save fucking face. That's yeah, kind said, of taking it too far. They said using all of that to slap queer artists in the face. Mm. Using the victim to play the victim to victim shame the people in the situation. Do you think I'm stupid? Shit. 
What'd you say, Ian, over the phone earlier? You were like, bitch, you think I just cut my umbilical cord? <laughs> you think I just cut the umbilical cord 20 minutes ago? Like, I know what I know what people tried to do here. Some, like, some artists. Then who are you talking about? I need who? to ask them. I need Name to those artists. Say their, their names. Tag them. Tag them. You should have tagged them. Say and their names, don't, Leonard. Don't, don't light the lighter if you don't want smoke. You try to, you want to light the lighter and then don't want smoke. Like, no, it don't work like that. No, 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 no. Who Say are you their talking names. about? Let's be clear and let's, let's talk about it. And I think the ultimate issue is, is that then they came behind the trailer that was we was in, the little food truck we was in, because it was the only thing with air conditioning, and was acting like, oh, we're so sorry, oh my God, we'll do whatever you say, Bendy Prada Gucci, and it was like, <laughs> where was all this energy during the before, like, where was all of this? <laughs> like, because my thing is, don't come back talking about, we'll give you this, we'll pay you this, we'll invite you back <clears throat> for all this extra shit. I didn't. I didn't want all that. I just wanted you to do the bare minimum. There was celebrity name dropping. We'll give you this. We'll mm -hmm. give you this name, that name, all that. Yep. As well as as well as throwing an, uh, the other performers. So Rob, while you were gone, walking to the hotel in the heat with your bags, um, we were in the fucking storage unit. With the because Serena was pissed, so she brought the board of directors in and they were over here talking to us and you know trying to comp you know calm the situation down and whatnot. And they, they, I, every single performer, they said some of the nastiest things about every single one of the people that performed. Not one, I mean, literally, every single one, they had something really nasty to say, and not just like nasty, like. Oh, right. this person's, you know, Let's they were late. Let's be clear. No, they was calling people cunts, laying out divorce shit, um, talking about people's kids. Talking about people's children. Yep. Some people, some people's children in it. And it was like, wow. Like, it was deep. I thought we was at the reunion or something. Okay. Like, they was going in. No cap. That's not, no cap. They was going in. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, damn, well, what y'all talking about saying about me? Right. <laughs> I mean, it, it got to the point where it was actually really uncomfortable to hear because I'm like, you're laying these women's business all out there. Ow. And it wasn't just, I mean, it was like things you don't, you shouldn't be talking about no mothers and children. Like, it was nasty. They was talking nasty about business, people they've done business with, mm -hmm. sponsors, advertisers, and this one, well, this one did this, and... We don't appreciate that because that's a conflict. Oh, yeah. They were doing all of that. Like, they was doing a lot. Yes, the people who actually they, sponsored the... I forgot all about that, bitch. They said a lot. They, they said, said a lot. lot. They were saying a lot of... You don't oh, say that. Oh, so shit. So, it comes full circle to them just not taking any accountability. Any accountability. Yeah. Who's the, who is the common denominator? Everybody, everybody who's performing can't be mad. Who's the common denominator? They was over here pissed about Paulina and all her demands. And he was like, she sent us these things. Um, she sent us a list of things that she needed three weeks ago. Well, that's the list. And that's what y'all agreed on. She said, yeah, but we agreed on it, but we decided not to. Yeah, clearly y'all niggas didn't because the shit that we agreed on in my motherfucking contract ain't even here either. 
So y'all y'all just over here agreeing on fucking contracts and signing contracts and agreeing to shit and then knowingly not doing it. But that's okay because there's a court of law and there's an actual whole that's legal correct. system that is actually binding because last time I checked, we live in the United States of America. So these things are all legally binding. So once I once I started telling that, that's when the story started to switch up. Did you notice that, Ian? When I started talking about my lawyer, that's when the story started to switch up. That's when old boy okay. got real quiet. And that's when we got the iconic moment where mm -hmm. Solomon, I'm going to paint the picture. He's leaning on the wall, got one hand on the wall, foot kicked out, Dior's, you know, the new Dior, the yellow one that just came out. And the man telling Solomon, like, oh, well, we, we want to lift up artists. Like, we'll make you. And Solomon paused for a moment. He put up his finger. He felt on his chain. His, his emblem, his symbol was spinning. And he was like, um, I'm already made. You can't make me. And then proceeded to tell the rest of what he had to say. He yeah. started talking. When Solomon started talking lawyers and all his coins, and I'm not really worried about it, then that's when people started talking differently. It became a whole it, That whole, the whole vibe changed, baby. It still was messy, though, because then one person walked out and the other person was like, Yo, so oh shit, yo, I forgot. Yo, yo, we wasn't supposed to say this, but they about to leave anyway, so not by not. One of the directors was talking shit about the other director once he walked out. It was messy, bitch. It was a Ooh. lot of Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't, don't even know. No. Y'all don't even know how much it was. Like, oh my god. Bitch, I, like, I did I forgot I all about that. that. So many different variables, like we probably forgot about like 40 other things. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're Robbie, right. Robbie, Robbie got locked out of his room, he had no power, no outlet. Like, you couldn't even charge his phone. How am I supposed to come to your show? I can't even charge my phone <laughs> in the middle of the, in somewhere I don't live. You flew me out here, I need a phone. How am I get there? How am I what if something happened? Like, what I'm supposed to do? And bitch, they I didn't even want to fly y'all out for two hours. And then they tell him, oh, well, we got to put you in another room with my stuff is in there. And we didn't even talk about, like, it was just in your hotel room, feces in the bathroom. Like, this was crazy. I felt like I was in, like, a different country, no disrespect, but it just wasn't American. Like, it's not what I'm mm -mm. used to as an American. Bitch, it was fucking wild. But before I end this, we're going to just end on a good note. Because ultimately, we are fabulous performers, and we're incredibly talented. And there's a reason why we've been doing music for more than a decade now, and we're still doing music. Um, so I just want to say I did a good job. I'm I, My performance was, despite it all, I still ate that motherfucking stage. And quiet as it's kept, actually, I'm not going to say that. But I'll just say I did a good job, and we handled it. Like the professionals that we are, the show kept going. We still performed. We still had a good time. And yeah, what do y'all want to say? Not all at once. Uh -huh. Well, I'll say that, um, I, you know what? I wanted it to be, you know, a great performance. And I wish all of these things were done correctly. They're just bare minimums and it's not really to even bash anybody maybe maybe for the if that means the next round of queer artists will have a, a better experience then you know what perfect but i think the truth needs to be told and it's also a broader spectrum than just this experience this is the seems to be the issue across the board with pride in general with so many different things because we aren't valued for
course, being queer artists, straight artists are well are way more appreciated and respected. And it's crazy because when I step into the homophobic world of battle rap, like I'm not treated like this. Like I tell them what hotel, how much, all of these different things, and it goes well. And this is not even a space that you know LGBTQ friendly. Yeah. So so pride in general just needs to get it together and understand that they just push. And, and make it about queer acts, then we will all be able to get to the bag. But we can't get to the bag because you feel like you get it, then you don't want to help us. Because we can help you get it. We can bag it here, going on tour with this, but you don't want to cooperate with the artists. You just want to worry about advertisers and getting your money and don't care about the artists. You, they're just hired help. We're not hired help. We're a part of the show. They're coming to see us. We're entertaining the crowd. We're a part of this. It's more than that. That's what I have to say about it. The thing is, like, you've touched on it. What's so funny, you know who treats me with the most amount of respect? I just sat in the studio <clears throat> with somebody who has 17 Grammys. One of the biggest people in Latin music. And I'm, I'm talking about reggaeton is such a huge homophobic, like, all that. And then motherfuckers sat in the fucking studio session with me while I'm over here um, with the rap verse that we worked on, talking about ass on his face, ass on my bidet. And they're like, bitch, you go, you better fucking get it. They were like, yo, if little Nas can do it, we want you to do it. The most machismo, 17 Grammy winning producers, engineers, like, Big, huge reggaetoneros giving me nothing. They laid out the fucking red carpet for me at the studio. The nicest, most professional people. I've never dealt... Every time I deal with that spectrum, I get treated like, like an equal. When I do this fag shit with all this faggotry and shit like that, that's when it's, oh, you ain't even a big star. Oh, you ain't nobody. Mm -hmm. Oh, you ain't... Oh, bitch, you should be glad that you got um, a fucking hotel room with feces on it and yeah, but whatever. Oh, really? Because I was just laid up at the W in a suite and being laid out in, in the, the whole... During Billboard Latin Music Week and being treated perfectly well. But I came here to do... Actually, I actually really... Quiet as it's kept... I didn't tell y'all this. I actually wasn't going to do the show. I was just going to fly in with the free hotel and a free flight because I was going to quit two days before. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm going to still go because I'm still going to be there for Billboard Latin Week and record my music and dip the fuck out because my producer was in, in town. That's the true tea. Because I was like, I already know it's going to be some bad shit. But anyways, go ahead, Robbie. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to say that I was surprised by the treatment, but more often than not, prides, you know, they treat these their queer artists in these queer-driven events like total bullshit, you know? And they often put these cis-heterosexual acts on these pedestals and censor them in the middle of something that's supposed to celebrate us. Correct. And it's very disheartening to continuously see you know, to see, actually to see other artists bend over and take the guff from, you know, these organizers and the, these event producers, be, because it's so hypocritical to the whole, you know, empowerment that we're supposed to be feeling, you know, we get dicked around and we're then, and then we get this negative light cast on us for sticking up for ourselves mm -hmm. and for, you know, just demanding the bare minimum of respect 
you know, and it's, I mean, honestly, I don't really think I will be doing any more prides moving forward. This has left such a bad taste in my mouth. And it's really unfortunate, too, because it was my first time in Miami, and I was actually really excited to, you know, to enjoy it. And it's just, no, nah, man, I'm good. I'm Gucci. I really don't need to ever go back there again. Correct. So, like, you know, it was. it is what it is. We killed it. I'm very proud of myself. You know, we stuck it out. We do. I'm it very out. proud of myself. And... You know, see, the thing about it is, was I wasn't really even going to say anything because, like, say to, to, like, to no one else's knowledge besides the people that were there. And I knew there was a good amount of people there. And there was a shitload of people I knew from LA there holding me down. And people, unbeknownst to them, would have never known these things would have went down. But it's the principle of the matter. It's like, no, like, I can't just let this shit keep sliding. It's, there's not going to be any progress made. This mm-hmm. is just, it's just going to be on loop and it's going to continuously happen to other people. So I'm, I'm the type of personality that, that will take the, to take the negative criticism in order to, you know, whip them in shape. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, but I mean, it's definitely not, you know, the end-all, be-all. I just really wanted to create this, um, you know, and give people, like, an explanation because it seems like a really small thing, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, And earlier in the podcast, I went really in deep of everything that went on. But I'm glad that y'all were able to hop on here and get on this podcast with me. Rob, what you got going on for you? What's next for you? Well, definitely not performing. No, uh, nah, you know what? Like, I'm gonna be filming a video pretty soon. I got the next single. You know what's really funny is they really try to threaten, like, oh, you'll never work again, or you'll never <clears> do <throat> again. But anytime that I've encountered any of these type of problems and I've stuck up for myself, it has done nothing but open better doors for right. me because people from the outside looking in see the professionalism that it takes to be like, hey, no, this this is the caliber of an artist I am. And so those are the caliber of shows that open up for me after shit like this. So if this just closes one door, like it's going to open a plethora of better opportunities for me. And baby, I don't mind this door being closed. I don't. You lock it. Lock it. Cement it. Lock it like the hotel room. Yeah. But like, no, I'm working on an album. I got some shit popping off. I'm going to close up the year cute and just, you know, take myself on a little vacation. And where can people find you online? I am Heartthrob Rob. You can find me at heartthrobrob.com. That is my uh, handle across all social media. Um, if you want to find my music on any of the streaming platforms, it's rob.b, Rob B. Um, that'll be changing because I'm in the middle of a rebranding. But Heartthrob Rob nonetheless. And King, what, what, um, tell us what you got going on. Well, I am also closing out my album, which is going to be called They Called for the King. Um, during my sec, I have various people call me, so that's going to be coming of it. Um, I have other projects that I'm working on that I can't say, and I wish I could say, because I'm excited about them. Um, and of course, uh, Royale Flyness for all your beautiful, sexy skincare needs. Make sure you check me out over there. And you can listen to my music and follow me fighting everywhere all across the internet 
Oh, sorry, you cut out on the, the tags. Where can they find you? Oh, I did. You said what happened? You I cut out where? on the tags. Where can they find you? Oh, at Flytingi all across the internet. F-L-Y-K-I-N-G-I. Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming. I know it's late. Um, but I love you guys so much. You're incredible artists. And of course, you know, I like, I'm your biggest fans. I always love listening to your shit, shit. And like, I just love how like we always support each other. And we be like really, like for y'all that, that don't know, we deadass are on a, a group chat and we call each other the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. And <clears throat> Robbie is Blossom. No, wait, Robbie's Blossom, right? Yes, Robbie's Blossom. I'm Buttercup. And Ian and um, Fly King is fucking Bubbles. The Trinity bitch. <laughs> and we have, and just to be clear, we performed so many times. So at many. This time. Like, this was another time that, like, people, the people at, and when we were doing the sound check, keep saying, keep talking to us like we're in a group. Like, everyone thought we was in a group. Because it was like, well, I can't know another artist. Jesus. Okay. All right. Well, I love you guys. And um, I guess I will talk to you. Well, I'll talk to you guys when I'm off. Yeah, we'll it. chop it up again soon. All right. Bye. Good night. All right, love you guys. Yes. Good night. All right. So that is the podcast. I don't have any listener letters this week. I'm about to literally go to sleep, but I cannot wait. Uh, I'm so excited to just really get some sleep. Um, I got to be up probably in six hours anyways. Um, again, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. Serena has like a, a dinner thing that she's been organizing, a pretty big dinner thing, an event that she's been organizing for months now. Um, and I think I mentioned that on the last podcast of like, you got to show up for your friends. And you got to be there for their events too. So Serena was there for my shit this past week, and I'm going to be there for her shit tomorrow. Um, I don't have any closing thoughts. No, I do have a closing thought. My closing thought is this. Don't let nobody tell you who you are. For real. And I know I get that it is really hard to find confidence, and there's a lot of times when we feel small, and there's a lot of things built in our society to make us feel small. There's a lot of shit in this society to make us feel small, especially if you are a person of a marginalized community. We are purposely, people succeed. And I've said this a million times to y'all. People make so much money off of our insecurities. Don't let nobody talk to you crazy. Don't let nobody try to tell you who you are because, bitch, you already made. You've been made, okay? You can never make me, bitch, because I've already been made, Period. I am not intimidating. You're just intimidated. You hear me? I am not mean or aggressive. I am just assertive. My presence challenges your comfort. I don't take up too much space. You're just used to people playing small. That's it. Don't let nobody tell you who you are. And don't let nobody try to tell you what, you, what, what, what you're worth and what limits you. No, no, no. It's my ancestors set me up okay I come from a line of strong heritage y'all can never tell me who I am nobody can tell me who I am if I ever get if I if, if there's ever a moment in my life where I don't know who I am you know who you want you want to know who I'm gonna ask it's not gonna be you it ain't gonna be you
It's going to be my ancestors. It's going to be my mama. You hear me? It's going to be my family, people who love and protect me. I'm going to ask them. If I ever get lost and I forget who I am, I'm going to ask them who I am. You can never tell me who I am. You can never make me because I've already been made. And that's it. Have a good weekend, y'all. See y'all next week.